What's up, everybody? Welcome to another special episode of Yala. Ba, 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 ba. Today is the second episode where it's not just me and Terence. Yeah, right? it feels like wow. It's been a while since just it's been just you and me. Yeah, yeah I think the CB has made us just <laughs> hate each other that we're, much. Uh. We're done with each other. We <laughs> just need other people in our lives right now. <laughs> we're just looking for people to invite. And today we have uh, someone we admittedly only met in person today for the first time. Uh, we've, we've we've met at events, I think, but never really had a full conversation. Uh, mm. But you definitely know her. She's a, uh, what? Uh, maybe I mean, she, okay. She's she's Narelle King. Welcome, Narelle King. <laughs> <laughs> what, what because that was that was a beautiful no, intro. Know, Thank you so much I was for thinking that. How much to say? There's so much to say. Like and <laughs> and like, how do you normally be introduced now? Because now, okay. So I'm I'm guessing people knew you through Sam Willows, but now you are like your own person also, right? I I've always been a person. I, know, I, know, I think yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so how do you normally, like what? How would how would you say people would introduce you now? Are you a artist a musician yeah i guess so i mean just narelle is fine just narelle <laughs> yeah okay so yeah the last time i think we've met at different events and your brother was a uh, was uh, one of the stars of our tv yeah. show mm. can we just state that we're we're also uh, big fans of your music also Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I think we've all danced to take heart in this office before right oh, that's yeah sweet. of course uh, and then oh we had we had uh tak tong on on podcast before oh that's Some, awesome so sunday lie we told him we loved it Oh, uh, oh yeah remember yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so so we we have we yeah your your voice we've heard your voice a lot uh, <laughs> before but this is the first time we're gonna talk in person but yeah. but i mean at the same time we we i think uh, we've seen sam willows almost is like a it's like a national treasure we've oh. seen it you know <laughs> start small then it's grown into you know the ndp thing and everything yeah which and is one part <laughs> yeah and then after that we saw um i mean you guys all come come out on your own and do your own individual things and now you're you guys have really uh have your own identities out there already uh. so it's a it's i think it's it's a timely reminder that uh if, if you could just give a short synopsis of what what you've been doing since cba no the sister <laughs> samway lows <laughs> since the yeah yeah because for us we we worked with we worked with ben your yeah. brother yeah uh, but more in the acting capacity Right. Uh, yeah, so we, we, it'd be fantastic if you can tell us. Yeah, I mean, I guess since the Sam Willows uh, took a break, I've just been working on my own music and mm-hmm. my own identity, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, genuinely actually taking time off from the industry and just being more on the ground, like kind of attaching back to reality because I felt like in the times we were doing Willows, you know, you're so hyper f- tunnel vision focused on one thing and it, tun- and it starts to get a little bit like... Um, encapsulating. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, I think I just spent the last like two years or so just being a person and, and, it's, any, and it's great <laughs> any epiphanies like what was the biggest realization Chinese privilege no oh, was it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> straight in yeah, yeah. Oh, straight into it sorry I said oh, I want to get too loud but I went straight there <laughs> small talk first yes but how, what was Genu- the okay yeah. I guess genuinely though yeah. I mean I think um, over the past like two years that's when I've just started to like I said be on the ground more like realize a little bit out of like oh just you know, working on your own career or releasing music or just mm-hmm. being so focused on yourself to just learning how to be more focused on the things around me and my friends and the reality of life. Wait, how, how, long, how long have you been in the in the public eye? In since the Willows Law, since like... Um, how that many was years in, is that? That was when I was 18. So that's like 2012 or something. Wow. Mm. So for eight years, basically, uh, I mean, all this has been... Uh, the public, Your public life and everything has been out there and... I guess. But I think for me, I don't know why, I still have this kind of like distance towards it. Like I still feel this a bit of a dissociation between, I guess, who I am in public and who I am like 
in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just me. But do you do you feel other people in the industry also have that, or you? I think enough? everybody does. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. Just for me specifically, I definitely feel that distance quite intensely. So and, and you are the youngest. You you are the youngest in the the willows, right? Mm. So does it ever feel like um, that? I mean, basically, like eight, the the ages of eighteen to you know early twenties. Like, do you do you ever feel like that was like taken from you in a way because it's. I guess that's why I've been taking time off now. Okay. Yeah, because I think like, especially when you're 18, you're very eager, mm, right? You're very, mm. it's so easy to be like, okay, hey, I'm going to do this because, you know, like we want like the career to work. It's so easy to focus on all that. Um, and I definitely felt like I was crafting a personality for, not for myself, mm-hmm, I guess mm-hmm. in a way, which is, okay. Yeah. Look, because I mean, I, I'm asking totally because when I was 18 years old, I was doing fuck shit. Like, on weekends, I just go walk around Orchard Road like, what am I going to do in my life? And, and you don't tell me, what, yeah. what, are you, what are you doing when fuck you're shit 18? Also, fuck shit also, yeah. <laughs> so when I say your, your youth taken away, I mean I mean that kind of like um, those years where you could just like let yeah. your mind just... It was go. really intense actually. Like we yeah. worked really, really hard. I don't think people realize like how difficult it is. I mean, you guys do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's literally mm-hmm. like, it's not even an office job. I mean, I yeah. guess Singapore, we don't really bangkang also. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you work 24-7 yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah. So, so now, these past two years, when you say you've been like, doing more stuff on the ground, do you miss that hyperactivity? No. No? Not at all. Not at oh, all. Yeah, like I said just now, I miss being on set. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I miss okay. like, I love, every time, I mean, even in my own career, like when we do music videos and stuff like that, when you are, totally involved in a project and you love the project I mean you guys know how that feels yeah, it's yeah, great yeah. I will give everything to it yeah. um, but I definitely don't miss like events and <laughs> um, maintaining a public persona and stuff like that so then so okay so I would say I've, I've felt that a little bit of course me I've never been in the public eye as much as you but I find myself like oh shit you know we are in media should we be posting on social media and stuff there's like, a lot of pressure to keep that, it up yeah. Yeah. so have you ever thought like you know what just fuck all this I'm just gonna cut off mm. I think I actually do quite actively. Uh-huh. I I'm not that active on social media compared to... Oh, you haven't seen us, man. You haven't seen us. We yeah. are shit on social media. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that one's because of age. <laughs> I was going to use the B word there for a second, but I was like... You know. Boomer, <laughs> Boomer. Uh, yeah. We are hopeless. Like, even like fucking we're posting our own stuff, we're like, oh shit, Insta stories. No, it's okay. I cannot keep up. I can't keep up with the kids mm. these days. And like, oh, so now you also see them as like... Oh the yeah, kids, for, like, sure. Oh, oh, kids. Oh, for sure. For sure. I think generations switch as quickly as three years. Yeah. Because I can feel that even between me and my brother mm-hmm. and like between me and three I mean technically three years after me is already Gen Z and mm-hmm. within Gen Z you can also see the differences in the way that they approach social media and stuff like that yeah mm-hmm. I was talking to someone the other day and they were telling me Gen Z memes are very different from the memes oh, totally. before yeah. mm-hmm. did you know that yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what Definitely. the fuck yeah? mm-hmm. so I mean he, he was trying to explain it to me and I still didn't understand but so so then um, I guess the reason why we are talking to you the broader context is because we had Xiaxue on last episode yeah. and I guess the result that you guys were in the public eye was because of social media. Oh yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. So do you feel that, I mean, I guess there's a, when things get to, to the national eye, I guess the, the most uh, recent was the elections. Mm-hmm. So for those sort of things, do you feel like, like you, po- you post a lot more during those times? I posted more during general elections just because I think this mm. was also the first time that I personally was more involved mm. in it. Mm. So naturally I was like, actively learning and trying to figure out what is this, right? Yeah. So that's why I just tended to post a little bit more. Do you oh, sorry, but to just go back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, this is your first elections, uh, right? No, I ha- I voted in the last one as well. Oh, but at the time, one. I didn't know. I just okay, walked okay. in and voted. So <laughs> yeah. when, when did this uh, so-called, I mean, when did you start getting interested in, in a bit more in politics and all these things? 
Um, like I said, I guess over the last two years, when you mm. start to, yeah, be, I don't know how else to say be on the ground, it's not like politician, right? Like, yeah, house, house to house, house or MP. Yeah. <laughs> so, but was there, was there a single incident or a single string of incidents that made you realize, oh, fuck, there's stuff to care about? Or Yeah. Oh, I don't even know when though, but, whew, I guess, I mean, I was going to, maybe talk about this later but also getting called out a few times right mm-hmm. like y'all remember when I got called out for the Sudan yeah, not oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's situations like that right yeah, it's like yeah. when you I mean you can live in a privileged little bubble for a long time but then sometimes you step your toe over the line and then when people call you out you're like oh why mm. you know and then and then if you look at it and you're like oh right I, there was this whole entire thing that I had no idea that was going on and that's perfectly fine right because we are only human we can only know as many things as we do know yeah um yeah, but then I think, I mean, not just being called out, but also I guess my group of friends um, changed mm. a lot in the last few years. So I hang out okay. a lot with um, people that are just very involved in, like whether it's activism or just, yeah. um, I think it? naturally when you're in the art scene as well, you just have to think about politics because it affects your life so mm. much, right? Because technically you live outside this system that is crafted. And because we are non-essential, so we got yeah. a lot of time to do. No, yeah. Yeah. A lot of time to do things. Yeah, <laughs> But was it, was it related to... Um, <laughs> Anything you studied that was related to this or, or what, what piqued your interest? What, what do you study actually? I studied film. Actually, film, I did broadcast okay, okay. and journalism. Okay, mm-hmm. So okay. I guess journalism a little bit, right? Because uh, you're, told, you're, you're taught to be um, objective, objective and, sp- yeah. supposedly. Yeah. So, so when you first started getting interested, what, how do you get your, your news or like your information? So like, mm-hmm. let's say that, that Sudan thing. Because yeah. I think uh, as much as it is the first time we're meeting you in person, we did do a podcast on that whole issue. I know, you And that's how we corresponded me. over uh, yeah. Instagram DM, yeah. right? So I can't even remember what the thing was, but... Oh, no, I can Basically, I, can I questioned why... Yeah. I mean, people were, were creating this big fuss, right? Like, yeah. why is it that Notre Dame gets so much more media attention than Sudan? And then to me, I was like, oh yeah, why are we comparing the two, blah, blah, mm. you know? But then um, I didn't realize that that is the issue. The issue is not like whether we're comparing the two, it's the, it's the fact that the media is also skewed. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and correct. that is the issue. It's that not... Is yeah. Issue. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. To, to, to just give a bit more context to the listeners is that uh, Notre Dame, the, the church, the famed church in France, caught fire. Yeah. And then uh, a lot of people were posting because they have... And donating a, so much yeah, money. Donating yeah, donating money, I think to the billions. A billion, right? yeah, yeah. A billion yeah, in like 30 to, days or something. To the restoration of Notre Dame. Uh, and then at the same time, I think um, there was a hum- uh, humanitarian crisis in mm-hmm. Sudan. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't getting as much attention, even though it had the post a blue image as a hashtag or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people started being called out for, why are you uh, you know, posting on Notre Dame and not about Sudan, which actually needs more help. Like. I mean, it is an interesting time because like for the first time, we're so globalized, right? Yeah. It's like you can't just care about your issues anymore. In the, la- in the past, if we had just... You only care about what's happening right in front of you and your own career. Now it's like you have to have to care in mm. some sense about everything else around you because we are global citizens. Mm. Yeah. So but was was this was this something you really knew at the point of no, the Notre Dame thing, or was it after? What do you the, mean by that? I know. As in, did you learn uh, about what, the crisis? Yeah, but I mean, from from the Notre Dame incident, did that help you? Uh, solidify what you just said about you know that you need to be more than just yeah an artist yeah yeah for okay. sure for sure that taught me a lot I see, I so see. I guess I I think the podcast we spoke about was when people were calling out like what Terence said calling out people for giving a shit of Notre uh, for Notre Dame and not Sudan mm. and I think what we were talking about like is it is it that wrong that if you care for Notre Dame and you care less about Sudan so that that I think is a is it's not the easiest question to answer. So you know you said when just now when we have to care about the global world, right? Mm-hmm. So so why why do you think we have to care? 
And this one is just like it's something that I've I've also been grappling with. Yeah, because if someone's caring for Notre Dame but not caring for Sudan, would you prefer that they don't care about both? Or mm. is caring for Notre Dame still better than not caring at all? Mm. Ooh. Okay, big question. Yeah. Um and it's something that podcast I think by the end of it we didn't really have an answer. But just yeah. curious what you think. I guess that's why it comes down to values as well, right? I mean, mm. because technically, yes, I know Notre Dame is historical and yeah. it's great to care about that. But I think what people are trying to do is to highlight certain narratives that are not traditionally highlighted in Mm -hmm. media, you know? And also people have become aware that media is very skewed and media does affect everyone. It's like, it's what, the fourth estate, Mm -hmm. is it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, I think it's important that people just highlight these issues. I mean, we can go on to talk later about how exactly you should do that. Um, But at the same time, I don't know, I, I... I think now that we have information, it is important to also give attention where attention is needed. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fair for people to fight in areas where they think more attention should be placed and they really do need help. Mm-hmm. You know, like if last time we could distance ourselves and say, oh yeah, there's war going here, there's war going on there. Um, now that at least if we are aware, at least if we raise awareness and spread awareness, there could be possibility for change Mm -hmm. and change that would affect real lives Mm -hmm. in real time and change that would have real impact on the future Mm -hmm. Mm. so so when you say like you're saying right sorry yeah (laughs) but it's like i am so distant i'm so distant from sudan i'm so distant from notre dame technically i i don't have to in what commas care about anything um but the fact that i learned that has made me more aware of my own reality Mm -hmm. and the way that i see my view in life and my world so mm. I guess that's the good thing. Mm. So then, in that at that point in time, did you get into uh, debates with with uh, people on social media about about how whether you care, whether you don't care? Because I remember there were people I caught wind because of it uh, because my friend sent me a screenshot of someone who shared your story or something, and that person was basically I got called out on Twitter. Thing. Yeah, you got yeah. called out on Twitter. Yeah. So how how did that that whole conversation go? Um, sorry. Uh, there were a few people that were like, oh, hey, hey, Norel, I don't think that this is right because mm. um, then they just highlighted the issue to me mm. that this is why why there needs to be more attention on Sudan. And then at first I was like, oh man, I, I really didn't, when I posted that, I had no intention yeah. of mm-hmm. like insulting or hurting anyone. But then I realized that the fact is everyone has a voice, right? And I mean, however big ripples your voice makes, everyone ha- makes a ripple. Yeah. And the fact is that I wasn't making a healthy ripple. Mm. Yeah. And I think that... So you mean uh, uh, you mean the fact that you posted about Notre Dame and not Sudan, there was a ripple, but it just wasn't the the ripple that should have been out there. Huh? Yeah. I mean, it's not that I posted about Notre Dame and not Sudan, but it was that I literally compared the two and I was yeah. like, oh, okay, why do yeah, we care yeah, so yeah, much? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was my bad. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So I guess the yeah I, I I like the phrasing of that the ripple that you caused was not a good ripple, mm. but then, so what what the difficulty for me is that then what is a a good ripple? So what you're saying is that you were propagating the issue of the media being. Skewed. I guess okay. So if you use that analogy, right? I yeah. don't know if this makes any sense. I'm gonna try. Yeah. Um. Imagine there's like a tsunami or something coming yeah. towards mm. like a town. Yeah. Right. And in some sense, you are trying to push the wave in the opposite direction. Okay. But then, in some sense. At that point, even though I wasn't technically throwing the water that way, I wasn't aiding the situation mm. because I wasn't aware of the situation, mm. you know? 
So that means the tsunami you're saying is the media bias lah, in some way, right? It's not just the media bias. I think the tsunami is... Well, it's a lot. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of issues, right? It's like... Um, the fact that, I mean, in some sense, some human lives are less valued. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes into like a whole different history. I mean, that also technically within that tsunami is also like when you help certain countries like engage in war or like who funding who or mm. like, mm. you know, I, I mean, it's really more complex. I still don't understand the entire tsunami, but I guess you have a rough gist that technically what is happening should not be happening. That's why it's a humanitarian crisis, mm. right? Mm. It's like there is wrong happening there. We don't know exactly what it is. But if right now we need to put attention on it so that people are more aware so that it just doesn't keep happening or, I don't know, somehow in the future we are more aware that we will not let this happen yeah. in another area. Yeah. Then that is, I guess, evolution of humanity. So then did anything in those conversations kind of strike you as like, why, what, what did you ever feel personally like a... Affected by the, the the things that were coming on Twitter, because I don't know, two years ago Twitter is it very different from these days Twitter? I don't. E- okay, honestly, I don't even use Twitter. You don't use Twitter, which is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I'm like so inactive on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Or you, again, you haven't you haven't seen our Twitter accounts. Oh, yeah. It's just shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but so uh, just going back back to the elections. Uh, so overall, how do you feel about the elections, the results, and everything? I mean, it's interesting for uh-huh. sure. I mean. Like, I mean, this time we really saw a very, very drastic change, right? Yeah. I mean, this is probably the craziest election for me just because mm. one, it's online and two, it's during a freaking pandemic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can swear, don't worry. You can yeah, yeah. Okay. swear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We swear a lot. I know we you guys have yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Did you, you, you voted and, and you had to queue up and everything? Like, yeah, of course, yeah. Was it, was it very crowded and... and it wasn't too bad on my side. How was it for you guys? Uh, oh my, okay on my side also. Yes. Uh, it was fine on my side, but I uh, saw the fucking I videos of the yeah, crazy the, lines. Yeah, the school next door had uh, was where Lee Hsien Loong was queuing, and mm. it was apparently it was insane. Uh, like oh, when he got tapped on the shoulder by Ho Chi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long, so cute. yeah like, <laughs> sneaking around funny. everything. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I was just I was only asking just to understand your perspective on the GE and everything uh, and how how you felt throughout the whole thing. Because for us also. It was a very new feeling. Uh. Yeah, I think yeah. for me as a youth, it was the first time where like all my friends were very actively involved. Like we were talking so much about it. And mm-hmm. like I was telling you, even Joel Lim, like he had this new influx of like followers from going viral on just talking about elections because yeah. basically everyone my age is like, what do we do? Yeah. Even my friends are like, who don't, who weren't following, they're like, no, can you just tell me who to vote for? I'm like, no, I will send you articles. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. So, oh, so, oh, careful. Oh, sorry. So the articles that you get would be from what sort of sources? I guess um, everywhere, right? Like, it's not just... I mean, we do. I do get a lot of my information from Instagram as well, mm. or like Instagram or Twitter, but then also you still read the regular news outlets and then you read some op-eds and, and like... Some his, Facebook posts and mm. stuff. I don't use Facebook. La. Then like, oh. but Joel, Joel Lim went viral on Facebook, right? On he had Instagram. Instagram? What did he write about? He was basically just doing PR analysis. So he oh, took their PR videos analysis. and be like, oh yeah, this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to portray oh, themselves in this light. Like whether yeah. they are catering to the millennials or the older crowd. But yeah. speaking of older crowd, you don't use Facebook, is it? Because it's, it's for, for boomers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Facebook is always open for me, man. I haven't used Facebook in 10 years. So I, I, I don't know why. I just, You're missing out, man. I'm sorry. It's fucking dope. <laughs> missing out on the fake yeah, news. Missing out on the fake news. The stuff you don't want to buy that just keeps popping up. That happens everywhere. Instagram also? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so so okay so twitter and instagram so i guess since now we are we are talking about it like um the whole issue with with Xiaxue, right mm. that whole thing what was the thing that that sparked it off was it it was my trump post <laughs> oh that sparked it off uh? 
I guess. Because I know she had been posting about Raisha Khan. I mean, that's what sparked Mm. me off. That's what sparked (laughs) you off. And then then she had a response. And so, okay, after going, I'm guessing now it has subsided. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Because I can imagine you also getting a ton of, uh, how you say, vitriol thrown your way. Yeah. Right. So after going through the whole thing, how, what's your, how are you feeling about the whole thing now? (laughs) Um, it's been really interesting, mm. I gotta say. Because, I mean, I'm not usually one involved in drama and I didn't mm-hmm. intend to be involved in all the drama. Um, but then, I mean, I am. So, I... I definitely have evolved my view on things. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think the differences in the mental capacity between, I guess, liberals and conservatives have become even more apparent to me. Mm-hmm. I, I personally don't really understand that perspective. Like, I mm-hmm. never have... Even though I, I think I used to be a conservative. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Mm. It's only like in the past few years where I've like really become more liberal. And you know what they say, like woke. La. But I mean, to me, I really feel like when you open your eyes to a situation, I think that's, I, to me, that's where the, the word woke comes from is that mm-hmm. you can't close your eyes to it anymore. Mm-hmm. Once you see, you see, mm-hmm. you know? I'm not saying that there's no negativity on, on the left. And I mean, yeah. like, I, I'm, I mean, every, either extreme is, is terrible in mm-hmm. general, right? Um, but I definitely learned, I mean, what was interesting for me was like, at least I think I found my core a lot. I, mm. I actually re-strengthened my ideals on like my values in where that stands and also in the way I approach things, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So like, I mean, can you talk a bit more about, about that? What do you mean in the way you approach things? Like how? Um, I know, I know it's probably going to sound like whatever, but like, I really didn't, um, I don't, I don't know. I just don't, I'm not intending to like, like you say, spew vitriol yeah. or mm. vitriolistic comments. Um, and I think that was hard because I really felt very tested um, and quite angry <laughs> through mm-hmm. the situation. So every time I, I had anger, I was like, I had to kind of sit back and bite that down and then reevaluate and try and approach it um, in the way that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the vitriol, well, you mean just in... So, okay, so when you were getting all that, do you think it was constructive? Overall, for you, for the community, for for Siashre, uh, and yeah, just in general, the people who were all floating around it. Mm. In hindsight, I think it could have been handled a lot better. Mm-hmm. But I do think, whatever it is, like there was some kind of progress mm-hmm. in a way. I mean, I don't know, like I mean, that's what she said on the podcast as well, right? She mm. said that she really felt like a switch in perspective. Mm-hmm. I mean, I also do feel not a switch in perspective but I definitely gained also a different perspective yeah. like for example like um, learning how to control your anger I guess you yeah. know I mean it's very easy to get angered and I mean obviously feelings are valid right especially like when you constantly see all these injustices happening in the world and like the, the law system is not supporting the way that it should be um, and just I mean the world is fucking crazy yeah. it's just yeah, mental it right is, and yeah. like it's so easy to get like so riled up and, and hurt and by all these things um, but then I've definitely tried to bite down on that, mm-hmm. to learn how to bite down on that and to approach things um, a little more calmly. And also, I guess, um, realizing that it is very intense mm. um, to be constantly receiving a lot of information from a lot of different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Because like, even for me, it's like when I was, even even from the moment I started posting more actively about like GE, right? Like yeah. the people that are constantly throwing their thoughts at you and trying to rebut everything. And then, I mean, in the interest of conversation, you always kind of want to um, 
take every conversation through. Yeah. But then mm. after like talking to people for hours on Instagram, literally made hours, like we discuss economics and minimum, like minimum wage and all that. You mean right? like via DMs and all? Yeah, yeah. Like, like I literally, like, I would go, yeah. like they would send me videos and I'd be like, okay, I'll watch it, I'll watch it and I'll come back and rebut, right? Mm-hmm. And you realize at the end, um, difference of values is difference of values. But mm-hmm. we, can, we can usually come to a nice middle ground where it's like, okay, I totally understand where you're coming from, but this is just what I believe in and they're like, yeah, okay, I, I guess I see it now. Okay. Yeah. But do, do you see yourself as a, uh, in general, a very angry person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's fantastic you 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 actually recognize at points when you're angry. Because yeah. I think a lot of people on online or, or even just through the G, anger. yeah, they just act on anger. They comment on anger, but they don't really realize that they're angry and they're not being, uh, you know, they're not thinking straight or anything. So, I, so it's fantastic that you see it, but I I'm just wondering whether it's a regular. We'll answer the questions for ourselves. I mean, anger is an emotion, right? I mean, it's yeah. there to protect us. Yeah. It's there mm. as a response, um, and I think. It, I don't think I'm an angry person. Actually, I think I'm actually quite non-confrontational. Okay. Um, but I do get angry at injustices. That's mm. just me because I'm a Libra. I just since I was a kid, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just I don't know that really like sparked something in me. Um, okay. But also, I guess learning how to be aware of your emotions is something that is also quite my generation. I don't know if you all feel that. Mm. Do you feel like you all? Actually, no, man. I think my generation, I mean, we're both in the same, like I'm 36, Terrence is 37, Yeah. right? Mm. And I don't know, amongst my friends, I think that we didn't really grow up in the time of social media. Mm. So I think that the public posting of opinions and all is a lot less amongst my generation. Mm. Like because we're in media mixing around with uh, younger people, then I see a lot of posting. But yeah, I would say my generation, not but, so much. But, but in not, terms of like recognizing like, your emotions and yeah, acting yeah, on so that. I was going to say, it's not necessarily that we uh, don't feel the emotions. Yeah. We feel them, but we, we learn to sort of bottle them up. Yeah, yeah. correct. <laughs> it's all bottle bottled up. up. Yeah, correct. That is also an issue the younger generation has with yeah, the older yeah, generation. Yeah, it's all fucking bottled up. Yeah, a big part of like uh, the beliefs of, I guess, my echo chamber is that um, it is your duty to address your own issues because yeah. every time you bottle something up, it... it spurts out in other ways right yeah, like yeah, it overflows and it just comes out like very angry um that's why like in some sense my generation has done a lot of healing and a lot of like self-awareness mental awareness um and all that is learning how to cope with your own trauma so that you don't carry on this cycle mm-hmm. i mean they call it gener- like generational trauma right yeah yeah the cycle of trauma so um i guess people in my generation or at least my group feel quite adamant about breaking that so that they mm-hmm. don't bring it on to the next generation. Okay. So, okay, I mean, to answer your question, I think I'm an angry person. Right? Would you say? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. don't seem angry. Yeah. No, no, no. Right. Inside, uh, it's all I, bottled up. That's, that, that's what we're good at. Right? That's okay. At least you have humor up. as an outlet. Yeah, yeah that's why yeah. humor yeah. because it was had to come out somewhere. So, it's all masked with humor but at its core, I think I am an angry person. Yeah. Would you say you're an angry person? Uh, I am, but uh, yeah, like, I take it out on my f- on food lah, so I eat <laughs> and dissipate. But, so but I mean, for him, but I think the reason why we work well together is because we we tend to rein each other back. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. When you that's recognize true. anger in me, you can somehow also yeah. you know how to hold it back. What a beautiful relationship. Yeah, yeah, I think it's important because like for people to work together, you know like, like yeah. working as a group. You're really dealing with four right, individuals. And you deal with everyone's worst. Exactly. Yeah, yeah correct. So, so the thing about the generational trauma, so so what do you think of when you hear people like Gary Vaynerchuk saying, you know, fuck your emotions? Who did? <laughs> <laughs> is it? 
<laughs> I guess that's the answer, lah. Right? He doesn't exist. No, he's a. He's on Facebook. He's man. a guy in the US who, when I think in his early twenties, he took over his father's wine business, started a wine tasting YouTube channel in the early days of YouTube, like two thousand seven. Grew it, grew his father's wine business, took it online, and then he started doing more and more media. Now he has his company called Vayner Media, and you have definitely seen videos of him. If you have on, if you're on Instagram. You've definitely seen. So he's the kind who's like the self-help, personal development guru, but very vulgar and like anything that Anthony Robbins says. You know, you have power inside you. He'll be like, "Fuck you, get off your ass and bring the power out." I mean, so, different people have different yeah tactics, and it works for different groups of people. So I mean, if it works for some people, then great. Mm. No, because why I'm saying that is because uh, it's also the younger generation who I mean. I wouldn't. I would say a yeah, younger generation where you hear you know hustle every day and like all the day like uh, all day every day twenty four seven hustle. But on the other side, you, it seems like there's also this movement to you know focus Chill on out. yourself first. I so, think, but I think that's personal preference, right? I mean, yeah. the point of inclusivity is that online you will be able to find um, information that suits you. So I mean, there are definitely people that will make their purpose and living off like being a mad hustler and they love it and they like yeah. feed off that shit you know mm-hmm. that's great so there were going to be people that will hype them up and then they can like stay hyped up in there and then there's some other people who just naturally have a calmer energy mm-hmm. and who want to consume that kind of content and then they will also have that but do you think those thought those two silos developing and you finding your is a bad thing no why because echo chambers yeah that's why I think it's important to be aware of everything that's going on around you but mm-hmm. that it's also understanding that you don't have to prescribe to it. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So you don't have to prescribe to it. Okay. Uh, I see. J- just talking about anger and everything, at what point through this whole exchange with uh, Xia Xue or, or even the larger thing where Raisha Khan was involved, mm. at what point was the, do, do you think you were the angriest <laughs> when she posted that, that thing of me saying like, oh, like what the hell happened? Like, Because I really, oh, I was this shocked, was, this you was know? After, after the conversation. I mean, okay, like, I mean, I've been angry with her, mm. it, but not in a like personal way. I'm just like, yeah. dude, what the hell is she saying? Mm-hmm. So this was after the WhatsApp conversation? Yeah, after oh, the WhatsApp okay. convo and then after I posted the thing on Twitter and then after she, she went to Instagram because she literally texted me like right before saying like, oh, I'm going to post the whole conversation. I'm like, yeah, sure, go ahead, you know, sure, you know. Mm-hmm. And then after that, when I saw what she posted, I got like really mad because I felt super misunderstood mm. like that she had taken things and like flipped it 180 and then that's why I, like I went to a little like spat with her and that's one of the moments I really acted on anger. Then I mm-hmm. took two days, I bit myself and I was like, hey, just reflect. Mm-hmm. And then that's where I like, um, I was like also talking to some friends and they're like, oh yeah, I mean, this might be her perspective and I was like, okay, that makes sense. Um, and I'm sorry if like things got misconstrued along mm. the way, like genuinely. I mean, that's perfectly fine, right? Like, like, we would definitely have misunderstandings and stuff. Yeah, and I yeah. also still feel like there's a lot of misunderstanding going on. Um, but it's like to work through these things, they take forever, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. even in your own personal yeah. relationship, your wife or whatever, it's yeah. like, this takes years of like mm. learning how to understand someone. So, I mean, that that part, I got angry. But I mean, I'm still, I'm not angry at her still. Like, I mean, I'm... Yeah. Sure, sure. No, okay. because I, I also saw that, uh, I mean, you you are, what I know is that you're very open about talking about, uh, you know, young people and mental health issues and things like mm-hmm. that, and the the need to to if if you're feeling something, go and seek help, like, and all. Dude, so, yeah, everybody needs a therapist. Man. Yeah, so yeah, mm. when when you give when when you saw that line, the <laughs> WhatsApp, pissed. like you need to see a therapist. Oh, I think you might need to see a therapist. Some people thought, oh, that's that's outright insult. But at the same time, I felt... The boomer hey, generation. Yeah. <laughs> so I think older yeah, because, people might feel yeah, that. Yeah, you but guys think that going to therapy means you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. That's, that's the We've whole miscommunication. We've been trained by the government, what? Anything yeah, yeah. wrong, just 
exactly yeah, which is yeah. like what my generation is trying to break right it's like yeah. guys it's fine everybody should have a therapist we need to work with the government to provide therapists for everyone like that whole mm. scene in singapore is so mm. dead yeah. you know like and i don't know like to, to me it makes perfect sense like everybody yeah. should have someone that you can go and talk out your issues with because if not you bottle up yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, no, but that's yeah. why i saw when people was like oh you know it's quite rude them like oh this is the generational divide yeah. that's <laughs> that's what i became very aware of it's like how different it's, it's our gener- generations so are. you should have a team of like generational ambassadors you know like to 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 customize your post for based on age Oh, like that's for older people so difficult though right <laughs> yeah. you need like the the filter yeah, that's why exactly. <laughs> you need a boomer filter. filter yeah boomer filter because yeah that is a that is a true thing about the, the therapy thing yeah but so that for that the period of the two hours or the however long that chat was with Xiaoxi or what right mm-hmm. did you um did you feel like maybe at some point maybe we need to meet up and talk it out or, or something that just escalated a little bit because I mean, just over WhatsApp. I still don't mind. <laughs> still don't mind. I, I still reached out to her and I was like, oh, do, yeah, you wanna, yeah, yeah. do you want to talk? And then she like... That's good because Shashwe, yeah. come on out! <laughs> 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 no, but because it is a generational thing, as, I think, yeah. as well, where yeah. uh, my generation, like, if once we start having to text, then we just get irritated when like, we pick up the phone and call. Uh. Right. But we've realized that when we work with younger people that yeah we can do everything on text yeah, yeah. text is like the yeah. do all end all yeah, exactly. don't, don't call like, don't, don't call <laughs> and that's we've us. got that's issues don't no and all that was on your phone or like WhatsApp for desktop um, I toggled between two and I had to type lengthy explanations yeah. and I like used my one hand one hand each yeah, one <laughs> no because literally sometimes when we have differences over WhatsApp mm-hmm. we'll just call each other because we're like fuck there's no way we're gonna get through this on WhatsApp but it's, it's not, it doesn't happen amongst you and your peers I mean, okay, I guess if, if it was my friend, I would just call mm. okay. someone. But I mean, there was a very strange, like I said, like it was a very strange relationship that we had because we kind of knew each other and then she thought we were friends, but I didn't. And I realized like I didn't make that clear, I guess, mm. in a way. Mm. And um, yeah, I mean, I I was also wondering myself because like, yeah, it's true. I do know her, but why is it that I chose not to reach out in the first place? Mm-hmm. You know, and I genuinely just didn't think of it like I didn't want to <laughs> I see I don't know so then looking back is there anything you would have done differently knowing I told her, the outcome I said, I said um, I mean, I, when I texted her after all this I said like genuinely now that I have reflected I realized in the first place tweeting that, that Trump thing is doesn't sit right with me anymore mm. but I understood why I did it then mm. um, but that's just now I know that that's just not how I approach conflict mm. yeah as in what, what, what aspect of it do you see was uh, didn't sit well with you. Mm, I guess just I don't know, just like st- mm. stooping to. Uh, is it uh, because I I have a I have worn a maga hat before, but uh, <laughs> totally in jest. I totally okay. in jest. <laughs> and after a while, I also stopped wearing it for a reason or so. So so I actually understand like um, you wore okay, it when in Singapore. Or? In Singapore, the yeah. only reason why I posted that was just because I was really angry at the way that she like was attacking Raisha. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so that's my issue, right? It's like you can see. I mean, I think the rhetoric that she likes to use is like, oh, it's just that she has an unpopular opinion. But unpopular opinions are fine. Mm. Like you can say what you want. It's just when you start to, I guess, how do I phrase this? Um, I don't know. To me, my to me, I think there's certain moments where she crosses lines mm-hmm. um, unnecessarily. Stabby, yeah, stabby. Um, right. No, I mean, I, I thought it's, it's a she. She, it's a pretty accurate way of describing. Because I mean, although we are around same age as Xiaxue, even I feel uncomfortable reading her mm. stuff sometimes. Like I yeah. feel like 
It's like you don't like, need to get yeah, to that exactly. level, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. You can have opinion on like, for example, morbidly obese people, but then yeah. if you then continue to like do things like reply people hashtag ugly fuck yeah. like, blah, 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 yeah. then, yeah. then that's where it's like. So so what about at at what point did she cross the line when she was commenting about Raisha Khan? Do you recall? Hmm. I mean, to me, it was basically, I guess, in a way, slamming one intersectional feminist and then calling Raisha Khan Angela Davis equals communist because that also mm. is very reductive to Angela Davis's career, mm. right? And her stances. Um, and that's why, like, when when I was just reading through, I was just like, I don't know, Xiaoxue and Trump just came into my head. Mm. So mm. I just Googled Lao Xiaoxue and Trump and I was like, lol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, like, well, I knew it. That, that wasn't so, hard. So you knew that she had posted that picture before? No, or you I just didn't. Associated oh, you didn't. She I just sounds like somehow Trump. in my head, I was like, the two words just she popped up. Like, oh. I, was like, oh, I just feel like Googling it. Yeah. And then I didn't know what to do with the photos because I, I was like, oh. Yeah, and then I don't use Twitter. I was like, oh, we just leave it Sorry, this, this uh, is a very old person thing. Uh, but because... Uh, I've been been following Xiaoxi's stuff since two thousand and three, When mm-hmm. I was a uh, when I was probably around your age or so, la. So for you, like, when did Xiaoxi, or at least like, how was Xiaoxi has always? How have you always seen Xiaoxi when you started noticing her and all? Like, was I mean, it? I didn't follow her before we met. Okay. Um, oh, so only after you. But you knew yes. of her, la. I knew of her. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely okay. seen some videos and stuff like that. I don't, and I definitely didn't have a bad opinion of her. Like, in fact, I think we we were we were like quite. In some sense, we do operate on a similar wavelength, just that on mm. totally separate ends, mm. you know? Yeah. I think, like, the way we communicate, the way we um, have our values, those are the same, just that our values are all op- opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, then when I started following her, then I started seeing the things that she was posting and it just made me, like, really angry, I guess. Like, because... I don't know. You know, like, even... Okay, so even... Yeah, like on technically like her team like they come and like mm. smash me with comments, yeah. right? But there were yeah. so many people that were like generally someone like cried because they felt they were thanking me for speaking up because for so long nobody dared to kind of speak up against it. Like mm-hmm. on a very simple issue, like for him it was the handicapped toilets because his dad is handicapped. Mm. You know? And it's like okay, I mean, don't don't go and school the handicapped people <laughs> like I mean okay but okay personally for me like I also used to use handicapped toilets mm. and I didn't realize like why I mean like it's there right and I think if it's an emergency you really need a lot of sight and go lah, you know yeah. but then when I broke my leg like two years ago and I had to use handicapped toilets right it's really difficult you know because mm. you walk in and one is wet is dirty like even if the seat is dirty and I have to clean it mm. like it's very difficult and my crutches were slipping on the dirty floor and like yeah. when I go there and there's no tissue, then I have to hobble to the toilet to get tissue. So I mean, to me, this is why I don't use, just don't use handicapped toilets. Like life as a handicapped person, right? Like genuinely is, is troublesome. Mm-hmm. Like it was really hard. Like even when I was just on a wheelchair and my friends had to push me around, if they left me in a corner, I'm left in a corner mm-hmm. and they don't realize because you know, you know, people like they talk, they gravitate and then they walk off and I'm like, there's literally sometimes they forget, they put me facing the wall and I'm like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so I mean I would have never realized that until I was in that position and I was only there for a few months you know yeah. I can't imagine like day to day yeah you know so. even you have to think about what what places you can enter can I get in like how exhausting is it for my body um, I mean that's to me lah, like these are things like just be considerate and yeah. don't go and like get angry and then scold the person some mm. more you know like that really hurts um so mm. then, so and there are a lot of forward, people that are really yeah. hurt, you know, mm. by by that. And it's like, 
I mean, I know she was saying like, oh, like, because I'm her friend, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, why do you have to treat friends differently? Why, why is it that you treat a friend better than you care about someone else and can go off and like scolding people who are also genuinely trying to educate you and then you just curse them and say, I want to shut your face up, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, that's where I'm at. <laughs> so it, it's been like, um, so, okay, so going, how, how do you see the discussions on social media evolving or do you see it even to a point where there will be a, it'll be possible to have like civil discourse? It's so interesting, right? I think that's why algorithms are also the way that they are. Because somehow if you don't lump people into echo chambers, there's going to be a lot of fighting online. Mm. Like even for me, like when I watch videos and they always try and do, I don't know, this is one called like common ground or middle ground and yeah. then they get people on opposing sides yeah, to come yeah, and yeah. talk. In the end, right? Like you just see two people giving their opinion but they never actually try and discuss it through because... Mm. Truthfully, I think it's just really difficult. This, um, this is a Jubilee, the Jubilee, Jubilee media, yeah. Jubilee, Jubilee media show, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. correct. Yeah. So you think you think it's really difficult? Um, I mean, definitely, it's difficult. I know some people were like contentious towards the fact that I said sometimes you have to split before you come together. Mm. But mm. genuinely, that's just how I feel. It's like if you're in, um, and I don't mean like fight and war, yeah, but yeah. if let's say you're having an issue with your wife, right, yeah. and things bubble up if you don't address the issue, and sure, there's going to be a moment where you get pretty heated, but mm. it's only after that when both of you have let your emotions out that you can sit down and be like, okay, this is why I was angry and this is why things rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's what I meant. Like, you can't just Chinese like sweep things under the rug, you Correct. know, and just yeah. ignore it. Like, so, you get a lumpy rug. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. I think maybe that might be the boomer, boomer talk again because when you say split before we come together, what I'm hearing you say now is almost... You you split your agreement, yeah. Like uh, what you're saying, you go different paths and then you come to get together. But for boomers, I think they see it. Wow, country Singapore, East and West split, mm. and yeah, that kind of thing. No, I yeah. think I think the we. In fact, I said it in the last podcast where I yeah. said burn the house down before but, you build it back up, lah. But I don't think that's what you mean by split before yeah, you come I, back together. I mean, yeah, because in the example you gave about the married couple, which I think is a good example, you need to lay all your feelings out mm. before you come together. See, and oh, then yeah. and then what you get is like a position where you're, you agree to disagree. Mm. I yeah, guess. yeah. Yeah. So then, given that just in these few instances, like we've explained from our boomer perspective <laughs> how things could have been understood by fellow boomers. Yeah. Given that you're a public figure, how 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 much do you feel responsible for every word you say or do you think you should be given free reign to just speak everything and the repercussions are I think you should be responsible mm. I think everything you say if you if you say it wrong like the Sudan situation yeah. mm. just apologize like you know everybody's like oh cancel culture cancel culture people try to cancel me during that time also right how uh? I don't know I guess like they'll just pissed off like, I mean immediately mm. people get angry they're like oh cancel Norel yeah. am I cancelled <laughs> no mm. <laughs> you know yeah. I think the moment you just apologize they're like oh okay you know okay. like mm. yeah I mean uh, like I guess one Example is like how Raisha can't apologize for yeah, accountability. Whether or not it's a what she said is problematic, we can discuss later. But the fact that she apologized first, I think did something like yeah. See, I think feel like people then I mean some, I guess like I mean when I through this whole situation, right, it was very clear, like two separate people. Like there were people who completely understood exactly where I was coming from, you know, like even through the WhatsApp conversations, there's some people that were like, Oh Norel was so patient, blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. Like explaining and then the other people are like, Oh Norel's just like trying to preach. Yeah, so yeah. it's like immediately you see yeah. Two different camps, yeah. um, but eh, what was I going to say? Oh, but he was talking Raisha about Raisha Khan, Khan apologizing. apologizing. Oh yeah, and then it's like so. I mean, for me, I when I apologize in like my statement, right? I was like literally saying, okay, I'm sorry that um, these were the mis- miscommunications, and I and I apologize for the 
position that I was in that led to this miscom. Whether mm. it's like maybe I was really too nice, you know. And I'm I'm sorry. Like I I I definitely put on a bit. I was a bit too eager in like being friendly in that mm. conversation when actually. It didn't feel that way, I guess, to me. But I, it didn't click in my head that I had to make it clear again. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so those were the things that I was apologizing for, and people somehow like to think of being apologizing as being weak, mm. or like they don't understand. Um, they genuinely feel like they don't understand that you can be nice to someone and still not agree with yeah. them. Yeah. They feel like, yeah. oh, if you if you're angry with someone, you have to throw knives at them, or you have to like, then that's being a real person. But I'm like, that's just not. Mm-hmm. Who I am ever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But what about a, um, just a question, like, because I think that's something Siashi also alluded to in her WhatsApp convo with you that her brand is about, uh, you know, being really outlandish and taking something like, you know, disabled toilets and, and, and handicapped toilets and uh, spinning it until it's something almost entertaining to read, like, entertaining mm-hmm. in, a, in a very morbid sense. Uh. Mm-hmm. So if she doesn't do that, nobody's going to read it anyway. And, and, Basically, her, mm-hmm. I mean, her life as an influencer is, I mean, it would just be less people reading and less people accessing it. But I mean, I, I heard the podcast. I don't think yeah. she said that. She said like, it just happens to happen. Like she doesn't intend to be, mm-hmm. she doesn't intend to be like um, divisive for the sake of getting viewers. And I yeah. genuinely don't think she she does that on purpose. Okay. Um, But I mean, at the same time, it's like, yeah, okay, you talk about freedom of speech and then technically, if you try and cancel cancel culture, then cancel culture is also freedom of speech. So it's mm-hmm. like, there's no win in this. You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like we can all say, you know, speech, you know, speech. That's like typical right wing rhetoric, right? But yep. like, that is a discussion. That is the discussion. It's like, what is freedom of speech? How do we have freedom of speech in different countries that we live in? You know, so like, <laughs> okay, like, which is also in, in the WhatsApp conversation. Just like, I, was, I realize extreme writers, extreme leftists are very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in similar in in w- in what the sense? ways, for example, like the hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Or like the way that like both sides think the other one's not listening to them or like um, holding judgment, I guess, before entering conversations or whatever. So, so you're saying yeah. that there are flaws on both sides uh, of course. That, that need to be addressed of course, if, yeah. if we want to find a middle ground. Yeah. Okay, okay. But uh, so in the sense of like, uh, the, we talk, since we're talking about the cancel culture side of things, right? Um, because I asked Yashir, what, what, what do you find the difference between a boycott and cancel mm. culture? So, and, and she actually says that this episode, this whole episode, is the worst one she's ever encountered in her life, like, which is quite shocking to, yeah. I think, both of us also. Mm-hmm. Um, because just the, the number of people who seem to be trying to you know, get everyone together as a, on a petition and everything, uh, you might not even be a user of a product, but you, you could be emailing the person. Mm-hmm. So that's what she said was uh, the intensity of cancel culture is, is like a tsunami. I mean, that's, yeah, I definitely have spent some time thinking about that and mm. like what exactly is the line. And it's so hard to say, mm. right? Because I definitely see it from both perspectives, yeah. I've seen cancel culture be very toxic and like genuinely hurt people. Mm. But at the same time, it's difficult because I also see in some sense the right and the necessity of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also then it just comes down to who you are as a person, where you want to align with it. So I feel, hmm. Okay, like for me, the petition is one thing. Petition is just a voice, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> correct, correct, especially yeah. in Singapore, petitions literally go nowhere. We all know this. <laughs> Yeah. Some because no, you know like if, if for a petition to work it has to be handwritten signatures oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. so technically like all these petitions you sign online it's literally just voices like just mm-hmm. you know I mean yeah it's not that they will never go anywhere for example yeah. it's like if a lot of people sign it then you know okay this is an issue that Gotta people care about yeah, but yeah. that's nothing you mm. then have to do another thing on top of it mm-hmm. and get real signatures right. or like get real like reports done mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah, yeah. Um, 
And if you're talking about like the whole like cancel culture mob, mm. hmm. I also think that in some sense, cancel culture is is um how do you call it directly correlated with. It's okay, like you know, you're talking about J.K. Rowling, right? Yeah. But mm. the reason why that doesn't catch weight, and it's still even though there are people like out there who are very angry with her, it also hasn't caught on because there are people who will see it and be like, uh, but she isn't saying that she doesn't mm. like, you know, like she's just questioning, for example, like the nuances that go into this, which is important. Like yeah. we do need to then highlight and talk about this so we can start splitting hairs and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I mean, that's where I stand with cancel culture is that it will only hold as much weight as deserves in a way True. Mm. but but in, okay so i mean because i i do see cancel culture uh possibly as like as this resort when you know every everything else we've tried already and it still doesn't really work like, right yeah. because but the even just over the weekend ourselves also la, the fact that we interviewed siashe and everything right we got the okay how you guys are embarrassment unfollowed unfollowed uh, unsubscribe, oh. everything <laughs> and then i saw another friend a mutual friend of siashe and ours who just commented on our thing, oh, I'm glad you guys spoke to her. Then someone like called her out and it's like, you posted you stand with Raisha on July 7th. Do you really stand by that statement or not? So it's almost a, there's this level of uh, intimidation. Uh, something yeah, like. for sure. But, but do, do you think that that should be part of the, the whole, I mean, I get the boycott and, and the financial difficulties for the person, but, but in terms of like, how about the friends or people who, people who still regard as a friend or what lah. Yeah, no, she was saying that people don't dare to stand out because then they will get cancelled also, right? Yeah. But in the same way, so people don't dare to stand out against Sasha because they're scared of getting bullied and also that end of the... That's why I say, it's like, it's, it's a it mirror, technically. Yeah. I mean, this one is difficult, like, mm. because I was also saying, like, there isn't really a judiciary for the internet yet. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I know you guys did the video where it's like when you actually read uh, xenophobic comments to someone's face, yeah. it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. you yeah, know? Yeah. It's a big difference. Um, I do feel at this point it's kind of like right now it seems like we just have to learn how to deal with it. Like I also got my fair share of comments from her side, mm, right? Correct. But yeah. to me, it was like, yeah, I mean, it definitely shook me a little bit but I think I could separate that because I know that, for example, there are certain people that are just out for blood and blood's sake. Mm. Like, and these are people that I, if I choose to, I can just close my eyes to them, mm. you know? Yeah. Like, I know like she was very proud of a thousand comments on my thing. I didn't even read it to be honest mm-hmm. because I'm like, just don't look at it. Yeah. Right? Like, then it doesn't affect me. I know that it's not true and I know that, like, um, there's... Okay, but the people that, like, genuinely... So, there's some people that really, like, brought up, they said, like, um, it did feel, like, um, hypocritical. Like, can mm. you explain yourself? And mm. I was like, yeah, I'll explain. And that's why I explain it on out loud on my Insta stories. I'm like, yep. tell me your real issues. Like, what issue did you have with it? And, like, let me explain. If you still can't reconcile with that, that's fine. Mm. Like, yeah. that's just me and then you do you. And then, if you want to throw hate at me, then throw hate at me. But, like, it's whether I want to receive it or respond to it is my choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, you know, you were saying previously that it feels like okay uh we might need to go uh we might need to diverge before we can come together right mm-hmm. um but let's say if we go into the when these silos actually could change the, the future of our country because to me okay mm-hmm. broadly speaking you have wp which is which echoes the the younger more in general i know it's a sweeping statement but more liberal sentiments right uh-huh. then you have the pap who is more conservative mm-hmm. right and they're all going to be in parliament and somehow they need to find some sort of middle ground, mm. right? Yes and no, right? Like I mean, that's why Pritam was like they need to have transparency because yeah, I mean it's nice to think that they're gonna have a middle ground, but technically it's like ten percent to ninety, right? True, mm. true. And but middle ground in the sense that um, 
I mean, if 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 uh, if I mean, because I'm just thinking that what you're saying, we need to go. So I think there's no such thing as middle ground. It's just sometimes different people will win different battles, and then that's the whole like utopia dystopia thing, right? Yin and yang. Mm. It's like one person will win one, and then it, conservatives will win, and then liberals will win, blah, blah blah, and then that will keep the balance. So you, you don't think that that middle ground is a I don't think there's anything as like a real utopia. I mean, if not, we would have found it, right? Oh no no, I'm I'm cynical as fuck. I think there'll never be a utopia. Yeah. Whenever people can be exploited, they'll be exploited. But you don't think middle ground is something that See, we should aspire to? See, then there'll be people like me to? who believe that we won't dis- <laughs> exploit people or try not to at least. But that will um, make that will. Yeah, we. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like it's the it's the hope that we can aspire towards something. Yeah. And I think that hope is enough. Okay. The 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 attempt to try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But do you? Because I I remember reading this one thing about U.S. politics, which granted is a totally different world, but um, I think it was a old politician who used to be on the Republican side years ago, and he said previously, you know, the Republicans and Democrats would argue and not in the Senate, uh, argue a lot in the Senate, but then after that they would still go for lunch together. Mm-hmm. But right now it feels like that will never happen. You know, everything is so polarized. So that's where I'm thinking: is it is it a good thing that people are always going to be at ends? I mean, that's why I guess we need safe spaces for discourse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, let's say, I guess parliament would be a safe space when it comes to Hopefully, policy. Yeah. I mean, we don't want it to be like in Taiwan where they what they punch each other and all, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I would love It'd that. Be a lot more entertaining. Oh my god, you are an anarchist. <laughs> yeah. No, I would fucking. I see love your that. anger. You're burning I would right now. Love that shit. So, I mean, the US has MMA. We have. Why even have parliament? Yeah. Let's just put yeah. it in the ring, yeah, right? Yeah. Fucking like, like, exactly. No, I mean, you if they're <laughs> earning million dollar salaries, that's what I want to see happen. Exactly. I mean, they got all their insurance covered. They got the access to the best health professionals. Presenting the leader of the yeah. opposition. And I think Britain will kick fucking ass, yeah, yeah, man. He's well, a big guy. Like, he <laughs> pulls off his shirt and he's ripped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. then Jameis also played rugby last time yeah, compared yeah. to like, uh, no, Tan Chuan Jin runs a lot. Yeah, he runs. He, yeah, he runs. He just runs away la, from, yeah. from <laughs> the fight. You'll be the oh kind of fighter who Dude, just Oh my God, you know running. somehow that actually feels like quite accurate to how they fight in their political battle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. They just run. Yeah, and then you need to get Hainan chicken to go and draw out this <laughs> Yeah, it'd be fucking dope, man. But then, yeah, going back to the thing, so so that means what you see parliament is almost like, it's always going to be one one winner almost. Uh, I mean, not not that there's always only going to be one winner, but that's for different the balance. Issues, is like, for yeah, different issues. Yeah, exactly. It's like you concede on some. Mm-hmm. Like I said, in a marriage as well, right? Like you yeah. concede on certain issues and then you get back in certain issues and but that's marriage, compromise. But wouldn't you want some sort of like middle ground or but see sometimes like your values don't mm. align for example let's say one person likes to cuddle and the other person doesn't right then maybe you make a compromise like hey we cuddle like five minutes before we sleep then we separate <laughs> you know like or something like that you know like so that's the policy, yeah, that's, policy. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. that would that's be a middle policy. ground I guess I mean or maybe the, the win is like okay like I cuddle you but then you cook my food I don't know like, I see. <laughs> so amongst so when it comes to your personal social network and all do you have people who are who have very different opinions from your social group or your your person mm. personality Yes and no. I mean, I also do think... I mean, this is also another interesting thing because I was talking to my friends about this and mm. um, I think this is also a generational thing where people in my generation start to... Personal politics and opinions do come into play into friendships. Mm. Like, it becomes very difficult to be friends with someone who um, doesn't share the same values. Also because I think it's so... It permeates our lives so much. Mm. And I mean, also, uh, granted, like, within my group of friends, there are, like, activists and, and stuff like that. So... That is their life's work. Yeah. Got it, got it. And is it's like if you want to meet someone else that sh- has an opposing view, um, 
it depends on how 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 it affects your life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like if it becomes into like personal like situational stuff. I, I think we just found a, another chasm like, between the generations. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think people our age is more like you don't talk about politics yeah. until the third date. Oh, bottle, yeah. third bottle or fourth date. Yeah. Oh my god, for us it's like you better put it on your Tinder profile. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. It's like Holy I won't even bother shit. with you if no, like No, I would say no even third date, dude. Like yeah, yeah, fucking like, is further. Don't, like, don't even ask. Don't, yeah, don't, don't, ask. don't go there. Don't, don't go to politics. Don't and talk when you about money. when you meet with friends, all your conversations, you just keep it superficial, you know? Like no one goes into politics. Talk about politics, just everyone ah, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. For us it's like dig into the wound let's yeah, get yeah. it like Friday night let's talk politics yeah. really but, yeah. but also but also like it, it's very like you're saying like they go for lunch after that right it's yeah. like even with my friends it's like we can argue and argue and argue and after that we're like okay uh, next time I'll have me talk to me go and eat okay. or something yeah but, but mm. do you, okay so just given everything that has uh, happened with this whole issue mm. like um, are there any next steps in your relationship with Xiaxue in terms mm-hmm. of in terms of your personal relationship with her lah because it, like, it might not be a friendship, but at least you, you know each other. Yeah, now, like right? we both agree that we don't need to be friends, so I guess that's okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm per- perfectly happy living on a, in a life where she doesn't permeate. Um, but mm-hmm. I mean, I also did still reach out ahead and I said like, yeah, I'm still interested to talk about issues. I mean, even if it was to do an interview together or something, like I'm still open and I'm still down. Like mm-hmm. I, I really still hold no anger against her. Okay. Yeah. We have our own like four person debate table. You know, then we give you one and a half minutes, we give yeah. her one and a half minutes. But see, okay, at the same time it's like honestly, <laughs> neither of us should be in that position to discuss issues like that, lah. I mean that's the truth, right? It's like, oh yeah, I mean, I didn't mean yeah. actual elections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I meant like the the more amateur level of just issues that are that I mean, for example, when we do our podcast and we talk about politics, right? We yeah. always caveat that we are not political scientists, we're not political experts. We're just processing info as someone who's just generally interested in politics. Like. Mm-hmm. So then we give our thoughts. Because I think the one thing this election reveal is that, yeah, there is a disconnect. And I think between the incumbent PAP mm-hmm. and let's say how WP approached it. Like, like WP's social media game was fucking on point. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's why to me it's like... It they, felt genuine too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it felt genuine, which is a big difference. And then mm-hmm. you see PAP with their fucked up press releases and all that. You can say that or not? Can. can, oh. can. Yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does so, both smart though. But it's no, 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 I will stand by it. That's not Popma. They were really <laughs> fucked up press releases. <laughs> yeah, they were, yeah. <laughs> they were fucked up. Court. I think anyone so so that's why this podcast is also very important for us because yeah, we say stuff like that. Uh, so far you still see us in person, we're not behind bars, so mm-hmm. we're gonna mm-hmm. continue saying stuff like that. Um but but that's where it felt like yeah, they like whatever disconnect there is between generations and all, like you see it in politics as well. So that's what I'm personally scared about. Like. Mm-hmm. I think these things always have always existed, right? Mm. Yeah, but now it feels like it's it's to the point where it's almost irreconcilable different differences, which is they were which always irreconcilable. It's just that the last time the people that were making noise were silenced, literally mm-hmm. kicked mm. out of the country, thrown into jail. You know, so, like yeah. is that better or is it now? Because you know, you guys were dis- I know in the last podcast you guys were discussing like what's happening in in the states and everything, and yeah. I know like it really seems ridiculous, like it seems totally broken and stuff, right? Yeah. But if you combat that to the oppression on the history that it came from, every single time there was like a riot or something, it brought the movement further. Yeah. Right. It brought more equality. So yeah. it's so unfair to say, and I think that's also like a sentiment. I guess a lot in Singapore, right? It's like don't bring up these issues because you're going to cause, and that's why like a lot of minorities who bring up the issues get puffed Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, not Puffman. Like they get like uh, nine uh, two nine eight <clears throat> a yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the sedition yeah. or whatever. Um, and I think that's something that we need to look at. I mean, I mean, I'm in no place to talk over a minority. Like it's not. No, so I'm not saying don't bring up the issues. I just yeah. I'm just saying that now it feels like, and it's not due to the actions of an individual. I just feel I don't know the way social media operates and all. It feels like 
it's not being constructive. So I'm saying, I like, I mean, for us, this podcast is also important because we want to talk about these sort of issues. Yeah. But it feels like, yeah, the you there's so many facets to it, right? You can argue that Facebook and YouTube and the algorithms almost feed off negative rhetoric and but all that, But that's exactly right? what this podcast is doing, right? It's like promoting healthy conversation. And the more we do that, the more we have like um, mm. videos like Common Ground or whatever. Yeah. And like if people were to invest time and money into creating these healthy spaces for conversation, yeah. then we get to change the narrative of social media. True. Mm. But it almost feels like if I were to ask you, how many more people know about uh, people who post vitriolic uh, stuff online versus this podcast? Like mm-hmm. this podcast generally in terms of exactly, the views but I you mean, would get. Like, yeah. yeah, sure. But then do you not do it? No. So that's why we are continuing yeah. to do it. But it, that's why it just feels like I, I, I do believe that we should aspire to some sort of middle ground. Mm-hmm. And I do hope that we can come closer together and have more healthy conversations. But everything I'm seeing now convinces me otherwise. Actually, surprisingly, I don't know, man. I mean, I was on like hardware zone right for the first time in my life. And mm. it, it's not that like one-sided either and people are not that horrible on it like actually if you read into the comments there's mm. some people that make a lot of sense oh, yeah, and yeah. are very calm and like will also call out people who are being like unnecessarily patrolling yeah. mm-hmm. you know so I mean I, I, will, I will also give a plug to our own subreddit yeah where people have since the Siashe episode they, they have come for and against Siashe, what Siashe said as well mm. uh, I've not dived into it but uh, it's been interesting like, to see uh, but actually the I mean one big thing I've learned today is is a lot of the so-called misunderstanding that happened during that whole episode, I can actually quite clearly see now is a generational yeah. thing. Mm. Right. Yeah. But Siasha did say one thing and I, I, I mean, I also want to give her credit as well like, in the sense that she she also did uh, reach out in the sense of like, you have my phone number and everything, like, right? Mm. And then on the podcast, she said, um, if you really do care about someone as an individual or a person or something like that, maybe the best thing to do is to want Ooh. to change their mind or talk to them. So, so okay, I mean, I have so, an issue. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. So, so yeah, I want to ask you your perspective on that. Like, because, I mean, the, we have video cameras in here and all that. But to be honest, uh, me and Harish, when we, when we heard her say some of these things, it, it did feel like uh, she was quite emotional about it like, in the sense mm-hmm. that she was very, it felt real. Like. But so, see, okay, that's my, I, okay, maybe then you can help me out here because okay. I'm yeah. also confused. Like, I sure. feel like people have tried. You know, to like, talk to her. Yeah, people okay. have tried to talk to her. I mean, I know some of her friends who also told me that they have tried to talk to her, but they just get into arguments. So you've seen comments on her Instagram where people are like, oh, this is the history of the N-word. This is why you can't use it. And mm. then she's like, I don't like your face means I can check your face up. Uh. You know, like, so yeah. it's like, I mean, genuinely from when, from me seeing all these kind of like situations, right? It's like, well, what makes you think that I can change her mentality when I don't even know her? And also, mm. it it's not my duty like yeah. you know like why why is it that you can go out and scream and bully and like like shit on other people and then suddenly it's everyone else's duty to come in and baby you mm. like that's that's also a very my generation thing yeah. it's like so you, like, yeah. like like in some sense i shouldn't even be asking a minority like what are their issues and everything i should go and read up because the duty shouldn't be on the minority to have explained to me their and relive their own traumas you know mm-hmm. i guess that's a generational thing yeah so Possibly. i guess i guess the generational thing for me is okay so let's say any confrontation i have with people be it my girlfriend my siblings uh, terrence and all I do feel that 
a conversation conveys a friends lot. <laughs> no, even people that I've disagreed, let's Online. say work setting. Okay, like okay. Work, where, when, because we used to be in the corporate world, right? Yeah, yeah. And there were so many people that I just had fucking issues with. And maybe it was just the circumstance where you need to have that face-to-face But also, you, I mean, in some sense, you do understand distance, right? Like if I said, um, hey, I think you should go and talk to Lee Sien Long about his issues with like... I would fucking <laughs> love to talk to Lee Sien Long, man. <laughs> but oh. it's like how, like, you know what I mean? It's like... No, so, so that, that, that's where I guess from the generational perspective, I think that... Okay, so, so to me, like a face-to-face phone conversation is very different from an online conversation that's yeah. just text. Mm. Do you do you think your generation also feels that way? Or mm. a conversation is a conversation? Yeah, kind of. Really, yeah? yeah. So I, that also is a big generational thing. Because... In fact, actually online is sometimes easier. Yeah, that could be a problem, right? That could be a problem that is easier, right? Yeah. So, so I mean, the reason why also we, we wanted to speak to you and uh, uh, Siashwe and as opposed to just reaching out over DM is because... I mean, call us old school, call us boomer, but I think face-to-face, there's a lot more No, nuances. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like, face-to-face that, that is come. always the best. Yeah, so, so I guess that's where maybe people from our generation feel that, okay, if you wanted to talk uh, face-to-face, uh, could be a little more, how you say, uh, holistic almost. Mm. Because even if it's, like, I think Twitter is probably the worst place to have a discussion. Same with Facebook <laughs> comments. I know. And as much as Hardware Zone can be... Um, like you can still feel like a conversation. It's still very like, okay, you type something, you have to wait for the response and it almost feels like it's not, you have time to think about what you respond. Whereas face to face, it it feels a bit more sincere. It feels a bit more raw. So so that's where the generational perspective. I mean, I'm still down to do a face to face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But do you think, so just now when you said, so that means amongst your peer group, because I think you have gone through quite transformational experiences, right? Mm. So, because I mean, being the center of like that much vitriol and all that has to change you in some way. But mm. for people in your generation who maybe haven't had that same sentiment, would you say that generally they also feel, like what you said, that a uh, text conversation is similar to a face-to-face and a conversation is a conversation? Mm, I mean, I think we just see that as separate things. Like, it's like you use whichever is at your disposal and mm-hmm. like, whatever makes sense. Mm. If you are face-to-face, obviously they will have a face-to-face discussion. But yeah. if like, everybody's on an online world then you just carry it out online. Mm. Uh, can, can I just yeah. uh, state also the, I think you mentioned earlier like, you know, like, who are you to talk to Siashe if, if all her friends have tried already, like, right? Mm. Actually, I think that you might be surprisingly the best person to do it. Like, because you are I mean, just hearing from you. Which is why I did try. I know, you know, I know. what I mean? But, like, mm-hmm. but but the really the generational divide of, of not being in in a, in a room together or just talking face to face does uh, come across uh, because even Siashe, when when we know about Siashe, I also sometimes like, oh shit, you know, how are we gonna talk to each other? But when she came and talked, it was um, very much easier to understand her perspective, uh, whether it's right or wrong, whether or not we agree with it. A lot of things I I didn't agree with, or so in like yeah, I, I was just telling her on the podcast that I think if there was an apology, it would make things a lot easier. But I, I can tell she doesn't want to, right? Mm. But she also accepted it as just, okay, that's just a way of thought. But actually, you are very articulate about your position. You are, I think you are open-minded enough because, I mean, the fact of having this conversation makes means that I think you are ready to hear someone out and everything. Um, and, I mean, let's not deny you, you do have influence uh, in, in, mm. in the public sphere. That's why I, I was like, really hoping somehow we... You know, there's you know, this I really, yeah, I really didn't uh, intend, uh, get, get I guess, together. in a way for it to be twisted. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I understand in retrospect and I understand from her perspective that she really thought I was out to like come for her neck. Yeah. But from my end, right, honestly, I was trying to be as nice 
mm. as I could mm. <laughs> genuinely, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I mean, I still, I mean, like I said, like I still reached out to her a few times, yeah. and I've still put yeah. my hand out to say like let's talk, but okay. no reply yet, la. <laughs> Okay, okay. I mean, yeah, that's good to know. Good to yeah. Know. So I mean, and this one, like even like uh, like we said on the podcast with Sasha, also like there's a lot of stuff she said we disagree. Uh, that we disagree with, but we just wanted to have a conversation with her because yeah. even for her, we had never sat down with her proper. Same with you. Yeah. So, so the, the thing I was thinking, you know, like you were saying, your friends that you argue about, uh, like policies, ideologies, and all mm-hmm. that, and you all still carry on, right? How do you do? You sometimes feel that sometimes it gets too personal. That that politics. No, as in these differences within friends that kind of. How does it affect the friendship? Or you think it brings you all closer and stronger? I mean, I gotta say, like, yeah, sometimes when it's too different, I do feel myself wanting to distance myself from mm. them. Mm. Yeah. Then, when I it mean, it's like, okay, so another thing in my generation is the whole, like, yeah. cut, cut out toxic people from your life for your own mm. mental health. You know what I mean? Correct. So sometimes if it really crosses that line, and, and I mean, that's also in some sense how I feel with Sasha. It's like, yeah, I know that perhaps if we talked for, like, years, we would be able to find a common ground, but I... I don't know. That's a lot to ask from me. So I'm just curious. Wait, let's say it's you true. have a cousin, and from who's her like, as well, you know. It's let's true. say you have a cousin who's like fucking annoying. Okay. Do you, I mean does that still apply to like um, people you are related to who you can't cut yourself? Which, out? which I mean, cousin? I spent, which cousin? No, I have a fucking <laughs> annoying cousins. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. I think for us, it's like our our parents, yeah. right? Like yeah. I take this conversation, and I take these conversations with my dad so often, like yeah. every time I see him. But I know how to do it. Well, I guess because we have a yeah. decent relationship, I'll be like, yeah. "Hey, Dad, let's talk about LGBT." Then he, ah, what do you want to talk about? You know. Mm. Then I will like try and like share my perspective and stuff like that. So, I mean, I guess that's different also because he's my father, yeah. and like it is my duty in a way to like educate him on how things have changed in mm-hmm. this world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also like it's really a two two way street, right? Like if you have someone that if let's say every time I talk to my dad and then I get scolded and like bitch la this mm. la that la, and I have to sit there and take so many daggers, that's too much for me, mm. you know? I mean, genuinely, like, that's what I was frustrated about because, like, let's say we want to talk and, I, and it's like, the moment I, I bring up, like, let's say intersectionality, she just shuts down and then she says, I'm not willing to listen to her and then after that, she goes and makes a meme about, like, how, like, all these liberal talk is just trash and everything mm. but I'm like, you know, I think she said in your podcast, like, she, the reason why they don't, she doesn't like the word privilege and we all understand that privilege is very loaded word was because you can't just, for example, in her example of how Indians are um, on average make more money than mm. Chinese people. So that's why we can't use the word privilege. But, but, but there is that, I mean, you guys understand what intersectionality is, right? It's mm. like breaking down like wealth privilege, class privilege, home yeah, privilege yeah. and all this kind of stuff. So it's like, I mean, like how, how many times do you want to talk to someone for them to be like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. I will only listen to it and then everything else you say is just trash is blah, 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 blah. and then they come and shoot you and like make memes or whatever about mm. that mm-hmm. then like how many how long do you want me to sit down and like still discuss that you yeah. know like I don't know that's so just then, no, but, but you've, had, you've had a positive effect on her already I think she admitted it herself yeah. that, that yeah. she learned a lot of things which is uh, I, I, I don't think she would say that for and I, w- I would also yeah. say like I also do learn from her I guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so it has had an effect a good effect I think and I mean, it's made us think also yes. uh, and I mean the fact that we're having this podcast is yeah. I mean I'm super happy that, you're, that you came mm-hmm. finally yeah that's why I finally <laughs> so then so then I'm, I'm guessing that how, how do you think the education system also should should evolve to 
to make this sort of issues more front and center. Because I mean, we we exited the education system a fucking long time ago, mm. and I think I have some idea of how it has evolved. I think so. I can't remember where I read it, but like there was recently an article about bringing these issues into primary schools, right? Mm-hmm. I cannot mm. remember where that well, came yeah, from. Yeah, I think yesterday, as recent as yesterday or the day before, something about NLB or something. Oh, oh the one, book. That yeah. That's a, a different one. That's, that's oh, I haven't. I bookmarked yeah. that. I haven't okay, read but it see, yet. Okay, basically, there's like a book in NLB. I think it's. I don't know whether it's in a syllabus, but basically, it paints this like curly. Had a dark skinned guy as a bully. Yeah. His name is Mao Mao, and then he bullies this Chinese boy called Pipi. And then, mm-hmm. like, it's just really painting this dark skinned person out to be like a, an absolute bully and disgusting and all that stuff, like smelly. Um, yeah. And these are things that are in our, like, in, I guess, like, kids' syllabus. But in the same way, NLB also banned, like, a, a penguin book. Penguin right? book, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is where I think um, the voice of liberals or I mean not say liberals are sorry um, this is where I think the voice of like the community is important because there are honestly too many things in this world like they will slip by yeah. like mm-hmm. government's eye and blah, blah blah and it is in some sense the duty not the duty but like as people we can step up to mm-hmm. help control these things to to pick up where they have missed and mm-hmm. I think this situation is a great example it's like people coming out and be like, can you please ban this book? Like, we should not be teaching these in schools anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, and the point of the book was, was it just a story or a, a book about racial issues? It's just a story about, I think the, the title is like, who is the winner or something like that. Like, what is it? Xue Yingle, yeah. Did the darker skin character have like a redemption arc or no. something? No, he was a very no. two-dimensional no. character. It was terrible. <laughs> Oily hair, Fox, dark yeah. skin. Yeah. That's like Crime Watcher last time. The criminal is always a darker skin person. Yeah. Was it always? Not always lah. I meant that as a a joke. Don't take it literally. (laughs) Don't take it literally. Only in your ministry (laughs) of funny (laughs) reenactments. So then what what like what does your generation feel about like the and I know I'm also I I don't speak for my generation. I know, I know. I was just gonna say you don't speak for your generation, but because you are a lot more uh how you say uh, plugged into that than two of us. So yeah. So your opinion and what you feel the sentiment is amongst your peers of policies like see the you know the racial quota in HDBs. Ah, uh, mm. I mean okay like I, I don't know what your view on that is but I guess I am for removing it because I understand that okay like they put it in because they want to make sure that there's like no like Chinese dominated or Malay dominated place but then like reading into some articles right there are a lot of issues that come up from that right because mm. I mean not only do minorities have to sell their houses for less and it's more difficult to sell their house yeah. um, also it ensures that there are minorities constantly meaning like within a GRC it's that the Malays will always be a minority and what happens is that when the town council comes in Mm. and like tries to make adjustments and shifts for the place they will have to listen to majority so in actual fact what that that quota does is it ensures that minorities will always be minorities at every single place Mm. you know Mm. and I also like took a bit of offense like you know I know I I know Siasha and like Dikosh they talked about this in a in the the Pretty Please video Mm. but but then um, when they were talking about it they used the word ghetto and projects yeah. and I was like that's very unhealthy like why why do we immediately assume that if there's going to be a Malay community that it's a ghetto you mm. know like mm. that already that the fact that that comes to your mind and you say it and then it just passes that that this was, casual this was when uh, Pretty Please and Subhas did the video last yeah. year is it? so what was the context of their ghetto comment again they were talking about the quotas I think basically okay. like if you have if you don't have those quotas yeah, then all the community cluster, will yeah. want to stay together so It'll be entirely exclusively uh, Chinese and uh, Malay yeah. and uh, Indian and club. So ghetto, I mean, essentially is uh, yeah, like when it's, it's a negative yeah, connotation, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like yeah, I, I, guys, I know what a ghetto is. Okay, oh. okay belittling. No la, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying what was the context of their conversation. Oh, I see, I see. No, but then, but yeah. then wouldn't ghetto 
Uh, I mean, I guess they didn't say that it runs both ways. Both ways, like That means, I mean, Chinese people, all Chinese people, all just living together as well. Yeah, and, I mean, I guess that part is 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 a bit vague. But in that context, okay, okay. it was said in, okay. in in relation to the minorities. Oh, um, that's interesting. Because I mean, honestly, like our generation, I I don't know what my peers think about the CMIO thing. Again, because we don't really talk about it. It's mm-hmm. only during elections when politics becomes Boom. kind of like yeah. yeah. After yeah. that, everything yeah. else like uh, yeah. uh, no one really talks about it. But yeah, it's interesting that that the younger generation feels that way as well. So I'm guessing even stuff like the race on ident- on your NRIC and all mm-hmm. to be removed, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, I, I don't know exactly where I stand on all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think, for example, it's it's important to just question and yeah. to have com- communication about. It's like, I know everybody is on this whole like, oh, minimum wage going up, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I think to me, it's like the point is that he's bringing it to the conversation. Yeah. He's bringing yeah. it to the table. Whether or not it gets approved is totally different. And whether or not the conversation on minimum wage will change like um, whatever, what's the other policy that we have now? Progressive, progressive wage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe that would tweak the policy. And that's great. The point is having the voice there. Yeah. 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 It was like El- Alexander Young. That's the US politician. Andrew Young. Andrew yeah, Young. Andrew Fuck, Young. I always yeah. get his name wrong. But he was a... He was a... Another, just another Chinese te- guy. <laughs> <laughs> just another Chinese guy. Like the Chinese guy from the US uh, who was... who. I remember he was the... He was running as a independent or... Basically, he just came to the forefront of the politics uh, yeah. last year, and he was the first because he's very articulate. And yeah, he was, gang. yeah, he, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So he artic- he brought the universal basic income concept concept to a bit more mainstream, la. Um, what was that? Oh, okay. So for your for your new sources in general, do you like let's say for global politics and all right? What what are some of the news sources you turn to, or how do you get your news mm. for that? <laughs> I guess okay other than like your usual BBC stuff mm. like then um, for opinion stuff then we go into like Vox mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. Guardian or New yeah. York Times or Atlantic um, I don't watch that much like conservative like mm-hmm. content it really it pisses me yeah. off <laughs> yeah because I, I, but that was going to be my next question like, like have you tried watching I do yeah. every once in a while I would just like take a look but it it's very frustrating like, like why yeah um Okay, I, I realize this thing. So, I mean, liberals like to fight on emotion, right? Mm. It's a lot about, like, um, looking between the lines and looking between stats. Not that we don't think stats are important, but yeah. it's, like, also knowing that there's a limitation to what stats represent within a society. And then I know, like, right-wing, they like to take stats that may not always apply and then just slap it down, like, as law. So, I mean, there's these two things, which I'm totally fine with, I, and I enjoy reading stats and all that. Um, but I guess, like, there are certain jokes, I guess, that they make that, piss me off like the other day I know Siasha retweeted some like stone toss thing so I just went to go and look at it right and then they made this comment about how like it was a joke uh, mm-hmm. um, about how they don't even want transgendered followers anyway because they will decrease by half insinuating that transgendered have a higher rate of suicide mm-hmm. ouch right Nasty joke. Mm-hmm. yeah and and, the, and then people like they love it and they feed off that and I just oh, even how like my heart is pumping like, I, I just I can't I, I don't want to absorb this kind of information. It's not fair. It's not nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that so then okay so that that's an interesting thing. So in the vein of comedy, right? Like mm-hmm. let's say, is there is there a line that you think shouldn't be crossed? And and I know comedy in an mm-hmm. article in a tweet is very different from like stand up comedy. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So do you feel that even stand up comedy needs to evolve, or whether stand up comedy or comedy? I guess that is quite contentious, but I mean. I think in the spirit of dress and awareness is always fine. There is a line mm-hmm. that you can um, tail mm-hmm. and 
I think the fact that small and more jokes become like uh, not okay but then new jokes become okay mm-hmm. and then after a while when it's not okay long enough you can make a joke about it not being okay mm-hmm. you know so I, I think that's just evolution again of like society yeah. and um, yeah just like I think yeah there's certain jokes that shouldn't be okay anymore and okay. like it's just about keeping up with it I guess can I, can I, I just ask just some hypothetical kind of things because yeah. these are questions I grapple with all the time uh. okay. so keep you up at night uh. keep me up at night uh, recently, I think there's some talk that uh, in some corporations they can't use the word blacklist anymore. So because of the connotations of black mm. and blacklist being a bad term, right? Like mm. you're blacklisted. Uh, what do you think of of, of movements like that, like, Where mm. certain things that we take for granted, oh, it's just language, right? But now you actually have to be much more careful about using words like this. Uh. I think like if everyone was just like, okay, let's just change it to another word, and everyone was like, cool, and then mm. we just swapped it over like is that really such a bad thing <laughs> you know like so so like no dark mode on iphone that kind of thing also okay yeah. that one <laughs> no, but, but i mean because <laughs> these are things i really do think about like Fuck, that's yeah. what you think before you sleep yeah it is, it is really, really i mean i think dark mode is fine okay okay yeah. okay so uh, but okay so but let's say even two years uh maybe not dark mode something so for you like things are always evolving. If a mm. word is is usable now, it might not be usable in two years and that's totally fine because as a culture, we're evolving I mean, that's happened since well. the beginning of time, right? Like, that's why mm. you see on Google, like, the popularity of words, they shift and words change and they change mm. in meaning. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Okay. Uh, I mean, it means it's like the, the N-word, I, like, yeah. the use of it like 20 years ago versus the use of it today. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. a totally Very different, different thing. So, yeah. so, I mean, it is also incumbent on people to learn these new norms as well. Yeah, right? and all the parents who named their daughters Karen. Uh, good luck <laughs> to them. <laughs> I mean, who knows, right? In who 20 years, thought, suddenly maybe yeah. Karen will become like the golden name again. Yeah, right? yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. And I mean, like I said, like utopia, dystopia, dystopia is always going like in this S-curve, right? Mm. So, I mean, if it moves more liberal, tr- truth is it's likely to move more conservative and maybe one day like the idea of being a Karen would really be put on a pedestal and at mm. that point just be like oh okay law like mm. I mean the liberals will always fight against it but at that point in time if it's a losing battle for them then that's just how society moves right so the, the, can you just talk a bit more about that dystopia utopia thing so what, what is that is that like a how you say a, is that a, a school of thought that we're always swinging from extreme to I mean yin and yang law I guess that's but what do I you see it, because I know it as the Tazen analogy which I thought was a good oh. way this that was more like a your like your individual yeah your individual lives I think everyone assumes they're going to have a very straight line path from a, from where they are now which is point A to where they want to be point yeah. B but more often than not it's all you're just swinging and, and but the swings get narrower oh, that's and cute. narrower. I like I like that. Yeah, as well. so I I, I really like that. Analogy. About the analogy of the pendulum as well. Yeah, so so that that to me I totally agree that we are gonna swing from utopia to dystopia to utopia. But in my mind is like okay, hopefully the swings are getting less. So now I feel the mm. swings are getting wider, so and you, that is what keeps me up at night. You're saying it, it will reach an equilibrium one day. Yeah, like, yeah. a middle ground. Uh, so as in speak. no like, It's it's you know like an exponential curve. Uh. Uh, the curve will continue, but it'll never really touch. The, the line, yeah, know, right? Yeah. So to me, this Tarzan curve, we will never be in the center, yeah. but the swings will get less and less. Yeah, so, so that's so the why? only thing that keeps me... Okay, why is it so bad that the swings are drastic? Because to me, it's getting further and further and further and further and we are going to have like two different complete worlds. Okay, and so how I see it, right, I yeah. guess, perhaps, is that while maybe perhaps it swings um, very minutely, what if there are people that exist on the outskirts? 
mm-hmm. of this pendulum that mm. when you swing in the middle, you're never addressing. And these are the people that feel left out and lose out in society, I guess. Mm. And perhaps the when you're swinging the pendulum is just to include all the rest of these perspectives in the narrative. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's an interesting thought experiment. Yeah. And I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Like I, I think what's happening now, I like that people are a lot more vocal and all that. Mm. It's just like, the cynical, pessimistic side of me is like, oh shit, where are we headed? Um, mm. and, and the example I gave was just now was, okay, you can see it on the individual level, you can see it on the societal level. And I guess societal level will almost be like, you know how like the centrifuge works when you spin something, it things go to the extreme, yeah. right? So now to me, it's like, okay, society here, there are people on the, the fringes uh, and all that, which, which has always been the case, but it feels like we're swinging and like we're almost becoming two pendulums mm. or something like that. It's like that. some and Rick and Morty split yeah. in time. Yeah, in yeah, space yeah exactly, exactly. Okay, I get what you mean. I mean, I, I don't know how to link this back to the analogy, but how I do see it, and this is just my personal point of view, it's like then it does come back down to the individual, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm saying on both camps, like if you learn how to concede when you're supposed to concede and yeah. you learn how to be more understanding and learn how to like um, put your point across a, a little bit more um, carefully, then it won't swing so much anymore mm. because the swinging is technically the emotion, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the issue. The issue yeah. is just being presented. What causes the swinging is the anger and the hurt and the frustration and all that. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's just where I see it. It's like, yeah, you know, if you choose not to be affected, I guess, mm. in a way, like maybe if we can learn to get to a point where we understand that um, maybe, yeah, hate will be thrown at you, but you don't have to receive it, mm-hmm. you know? Okay, so just that, that idea, right, brought to what just happened in the elections, uh, so like Raisha Khan, I think we mentioned earlier that uh, yeah, like obviously what she said is the police are dealing with it and everything. But actually, I think for Harish and me, we are both very happy to see someone like her you know, in the parliament and everything. Uh. But what do you think of um, what she specifically said? Uh, like the, um, the, the, the stuff that she said about... You those know, two tweets. Lah, the right? two tweets, uh, especially yeah. the more recent one about oh, you know that... Uh, I mean, the, the Caucasians in Singapore are treated differently mm. because subsequently those Caucasians also were kicked out of Singapore and everything yeah. as well. Uh. So, I mean, the you, yeah, what do you think of when statements like that are, are made? Uh? I mean, I think that's why she made a very good um, apology because she mm. really did take accountability for the uh, emotional charge in, in those statements, you know? And also, I mean, I don't think we should... Um, because I know there's like a lot of fake news and people mm-hmm. get angry when other people share fake news and they put their beliefs on fake news and all that. Mm-hmm. But instead of being angry at that, I think we just need to learn how to be more aware. Mm-hmm. Like learn how to be more, dis- like, um, what's the word? Discerning. Yeah, mm-hmm. discerning, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, with the things that we read and at the same time also to understand that certain things are posted on emotion and then if like, like I said, it's like if we don't react to it, um, then that doesn't get translated. The emotion doesn't get thrown at someone else. But in relation to what she said, um, I think the anger that spurred from that was the fact that uh, other people who have said worse stuff are not being investigated, which is why Siasha got pulled into the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the f- I mean, the fact that it's like the timeliness of it all, um, you know, like the fact that a lot of minorities in some sense have been like uh, investigated for this same issue on like small... Um, I mean, honestly, how, how divisive or how much enmity is that statement really causing, mm. you know? Mm. Um, as opposed to, like, other issues, like, recently you have the whole NUS boy thing mm-hmm. again. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, that's right. fucking stupid. So that's where the anger comes from. It's like, yeah, okay, if the law is fair, the law is fair. But is the law fair? Mm. That's And, I mean, that's where cancel culture comes in, right? Like, I think I, I can't remember what exactly it was that I posted, but there was this question on one of the articles that I read. And it was like, basically, it just is, if the law is fair, is there a need for cancel culture? 
Mm-hmm. Because it, it's almost like the people are frustrated with seeing all these inequalities happen again and again. And the, the thing is like once you open your eyes to it, you can't close them anymore. You see them happening everywhere. And that's the frustration, I guess, that builds and builds within people. So then do you think now she should be able to post tweets like that? Don't who? Sorry. Oh, I mean, I think she should def- she definitely needs to word her statements very much more carefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she's a public figure. Mm-hmm. She's I mean I'll say a public figure now only she's in parliament. La. I mean, actually just on that, it'd be quite interesting because we're seeing like people get there to post things because they feel like they can hide behind uh the computer basically. Yeah. But public figures can't. Yeah. Right? That's the difference, is that yeah. we are way help way more accountable to what we say. So I mean it'll be quite interesting to see is like genuinely if this whole generation comes up and everybody is in some sense a public figure, right? Because yeah. mm-hmm. everyone is like going viral or blah blah blah. Then maybe that's what will happen is that everybody just gets the face the unknown faces all become faces and everyone has to learn to be more careful with what they say. Mm-hmm. I see. But I, see. I definitely see it that like it's I mean the this is new. Social media is new. Like kids growing up on social media is new. Them learning yeah. how to express themselves and their emotions on social media is new. Um, to be like, oh my god, it's so scary. Of course, it's scary. Like, but we didn't. We just have to get through it and and put in more things like this podcast or other situations to help the conversation rather than being like, oh, it's terrible. We need to shut it all down. We can't. Like mm-hmm. you're saying, we can't take away social media. We just need to yeah. learn how to use it properly. Yeah. 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 So. Hmm. Oh my god, there's this also thing on like conservatives and like they did a study and um, there is a difference in the brain between liberals mm. and conservatives. And really? like, yeah, apparently conservatives, like there's the amygdala or something that lights up, which is they are more afraid of um, fear. So like things make them more anxious, mm-hmm. which is why they're conservative. It's like, for example, social media is scary. Okay, okay stop it, stop mm. it, stop it. Whereas mm-hmm. liberals are like, oh, it's scary. Okay, la, let's kind of like dive in through it and then like come out the other end, you know. Mm. But um, is, did the article say it's a physiological difference mm-hmm. or it's just, as in people are not born liberal or conservative or is that what the article was uh, Not that they're born, but there is this reaction that they said mm-hmm. almost by looking at just brain mm-hmm. uh, activity, no, activity yeah. you can kind of tell where they will swing. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, That's I do see like conservatives... Uh, in terms of arguments and all that, there's a lot more going to slippery slope arguments la, when talking about mm. things like, yeah. oh, we can't allow this. If not, then this will happen. Da, da, da. Yeah, and the liberal you know. perspective is then slide down it and see where then, it yeah, goes. We will go, we'll mm. we'll yeah. worry about it when you get to the bridge, mm. right? Yeah. So, mm. so there is a... I, so, I mean, it could be an upbringing thing as well. So, so going back to what you said earlier, do people really put their political beliefs on their Tinder profile? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very important <laughs> I'm question. I'm curious, man. Because when I was on Tinder, writing the bio is like a fucking is a life life changing kind of. You really have to put your thought into it. I didn't so mean now, it exactly like. Okay, it's okay. Just, like just, check it. Yeah. just check it. Just check All those years you wasted. Yeah, <laughs> because you didn't put your yeah. political beliefs. <laughs> supposed if to I tattoo knew, it on your forehead. Yeah, bro. if I knew that was a thing that would change the game. God <laughs> damn it, man. So you are you. What what will your profile be? Oh, depends. Uh, depends. Left winger, right yeah. winger. <laughs> Left winger, c- central midfield, central midfield. Yeah. yeah. Uses slippery slope arguments. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the slippery slope thing is something that, that we should look out for anyway. Mm. And it's both not sides, saying uh. that we're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I, I, I do see, at least before this GE, like, I felt a lot of discourse in Singapore is always resorts to this like, oh, you know, if this we allow this to happen, our economy will collapse. And then blah, blah, blah. Mm. So even literally people saying, oh, if I vote in opposition, then what happens to that ministry? The ministry will just fall apart because yeah. we don't have the minister. I'm like, no, lah, seriously, like, do you think Lee Kuan Yew would allow something like that to happen? He wouldn't set up an institution to run by itself, man. 
you know, if you are a real PAP supporter. Yeah. Okay, okay. Come on, come on. Okay. Let's hear it. No, 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 no. I just like, whatever. <laughs> no, 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 I, no. What was your yeah, reaction yeah. To, to him saying that? Saying Lee Kuan Yew's name. Because it feels like there's a general divide here. No, no, I just didn't really understand how that conversation, I mean, there was a lot, a few things that sparked when you said that, but I mean, it's not not a bad thing. I don't know what I was trying to say was that in terms of, at least Lee Kuan Yew in his early years, he focused a lot on building strong institutions that would run without uh, even like a very big leader like himself. Mm-hmm. So an institution mm-hmm. that you could actually trust to be not be corrupt and be run by good right. people so that if someone assassinates him one day, which back in the 60s, 70s, real, that was, was real. Yeah. So it would just run. La. So all these, you know, HDB, EDB, all these things. I think, see, that fear also comes from the fact that we are, we have no idea how things run mm. and there's no transparency, right? It's like, so we... Yeah, I mean, like if we understood the system and we understood what was going on and we had more power, I guess. I mean, you get. I guess you can see that more in like Scandinavian countries, right? Like a lot of mm-hmm. power is in the people, so they they are all very aware. Like, I mean, the friends that I have in Scandi countries, like even as young as eighteen, like they all know exactly like what will happen. They can talk to you about social issues and how the government is run and stuff like that. Yeah. So, in that in in that sense, that's why the fear is not there. But for us, I think because we are not informed. Um, I mean, even for me, still, like, there's so much that I don't know. Like, you ask me how government really actually runs, I'm like, I don't, don't know, you know. Mm. Um, and that fear is why we just tend to trust on, you know, what one party says or mm, something. Correct. What Papa yeah. says. Yeah. What Papa. Yeah. Daddy. Yeah. Daddy. Sugar Daddy Hing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, in relation to all that was that, <laughs> you know, people often <laughs> use a slippery slope argument. Daddy's plan. Yeah, Daddy's plan. You know, the enough, East Coast. Enough yeah, daddy that. jokes. <laughs> Punish me, dad. Are you a dad? Huh? Are you a dad? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. But I was just saying, yeah, like, the slippery slope thing uh, is because a lot of people always say, oh, if you don't vote PAP, the whole country will fall apart. You know, like if we lose this important minister, yeah. the next day the, the department will be like, oh shit, what do we do? But it's not like a headless so, chicken. So no. based on that, like, what was your, how do you, how do you feel about the, the end result of the GE? Mm, I mean, I think very clearly like everybody can tell that there's a shift mm. right mm. Um, but also I mean it just, it just it is what it is like people have made their voices heard no, but were you were you expecting more were you hoping for for more uh, opposition wins or or generally you see this oh fuck this is it's it's mm-hmm. good or were you disappointed I thought, I thought it was quite a jump actually mm. I mm. mean if you if you see how, how much like the percentage between the votes also has fallen yeah like yeah. it was quite it was quite a big jump yeah to be honest um I mean, whatever that means, if that means that like PAP gets a kick in the butt and be like, okay, like now we need to pay attention to the issues that people are actually talking about. Great. You know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I still believe in like a two party system. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important and I think it's great that there are more people that uh, helm the voice. Mm-hmm. So do you also see your peers, uh, some of them having political aspirations? Has that, has it reached yeah. that level yet? No. No. Uh. <laughs> no. Uh. No. That's interesting because I mean, like, like you mean that they want to run for like no, MPO? Or, or getting more involved in grassroots and oh, all. Oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. I was like, more? nobody really wants to be a minister though. Not yet, lah. Not yet. Not yet. Because our yeah. our like one of my schoolmates just entered politics, and it was yeah. weird seeing him. Like, oh shit, damn. Because uh, yeah. because mid thirties is the age where they start they start pushing you into it, mm. So at some point, I think you you and your peers will also reach that. But now, yeah. I mean, my friends are in media, lah. So definitely, they have become very interested in it from a media perspective. In in what way you mean like like con- creating content around uh, political stuff mm, or yeah I see and you think it'll continue or this GE was just like the World Cup every four years people were like yes I mean <laughs> yeah. yeah okay same yeah I mean there are more mm. people that watch during a World Cup but then there are also still people that will always love soccer right mm. so I think same so is is that 
is that the future for you maybe politics no you no. don't want to announce Governance. your campaign for no, 20... No way. No, we don't no even way. know when... Around the next <laughs> 2025. No freaking way. No way. But I mean, if you have a heart to help people and call out issues and things I'd like that... I'd rather do social work. I mean, I don't mind volunteering. Mm-hmm. That's for okay. sure. Like, I actually would love to volunteer and find out more about like the ins and outs of the system. Yeah. But I... Yeah, not, you're saying I volunteering to, for a political party. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah okay. but I, I definitely don't want to... It's very horrible. Eh? Like Even mm. Nicole Sia, she's saying like she gets death threats and people like stalk oh, yeah, her house yeah, and yeah, stuff. It's... It's crazy. Oh, you mean you yeah. don't get that as a Sam, as Sam Willows or anything? No, like? actually, I, if you, I mean, I guess you can tell that I'm actually quite like, yeah, I like to hide a little bit. Mm. Other, well, other being a public figure on social media, yeah. it's hard to yeah, hide, right? Okay, like, I guess maybe Sam Willows, you're not in charge of policies for the country, la. you're not yeah. debating in parliament. So, Nicole Sia, I guess maybe a little more polarizing. But she's not in charge of anything yet. What? She's Doesn't still matter, la. it's still a face. Yeah. That's true. Uh. That's true, yeah. yeah. She's That's still true. No, maybe more. the people who like love Sugar Daddy Hang. They saw her as oh, a as a as threat, an enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, as enemy number one. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. East Coast plan. <laughs> the East Coast plan. What is this damn plan? Yeah, no, they actually so the plan actually came out oh, like really? in a PDF. Yeah, the day after, and oh. you can tell they were like shitting themselves because they uploaded a file. I think twenty twenty East Coast plan slash underscore uploading for uploading. Yeah. That's <laughs> when you know that they really just fucking just put a something jump. together and uploaded it, oh. like. and then they shared it on his Facebook page. I think. Okay, what was yeah. in it? Do you know? Uh, I mean, it was just. It was kind of like the manifesto, which is very high-level stuff. Uh-huh. So nothing into the details, uh, which all, a lot of the manifestos were. I think WP was quite detailed, but PAP, there was a lot of pictures of like, you know, the multiracial <laughs> happiness and all that. But, mm. but yeah, so, so I mean, just going back to the broader scheme of things, like what, what else are you up to these days? Is there anything that you want to you wanna plug talk about, yeah, plug, talk yeah, about yeah, yeah. To, to our listeners or anything? Mm. I don't know. I guess I'm just. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm t- telling Terence just now. I was working on some music mm-hmm. um, to be released, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Where can I mean? I guess do you have? I mean, besides your Narelle King um, uh, handles, actually, on my music media? does talk about anger, which we were talking about just now. Oh. Um, so I mean, like my music is coming out in like three parts, right? So the first two parts are out, and it's um, the third one. So it's kind of. In a way, it's like not say very self helpy but it was my own journal of mm-hmm. a form. And to me, I mean, the issue that I was talking about in this one was like toxic relationships and okay. how like in the first part. So I actually do address anger. So the first part was purple, which to me was like anger, right? Mm. And it was like you know when you feel hurt from someone, your first reaction is to like lash out or like you have all these surging emotions. Um, and then after that, part two came out, which was blue, and then that talked about like kind of scaling back. So if you think about having a fight with someone, right, to the point where you're like throwing things and it's a mess. Mm. Um, part two is kind of when you sit down and you're like, okay, let's look at it. Which I was saying just now about how like after you, you hash out your anger, you talk about the actual issues and the emotions that were fueling the anger in the first place. Yeah. But, but you can only get to that state of calm once you've acknowledged the anger and decided like, I don't want to be angry anymore. Let's mm. talk, mm. right? So that was part two, which came out last year, which also talked about mental health and stuff. And then, so the part three that is coming out, it's kind of, it's orange and it's like sunrise. Mm. So it's this idea of like, once you have talked out your issues and you're exhausted and bearing scars and broken to kind of be like, all right, let's get it again. You know, like you stand up and you start picking up the pieces and you clear up and it's not like you have squeaky clean. Cause I have this issue with like, us always needing to present things as like, or even influencers for that matter to be like, mm-hmm. oh, it's clean. Everybody's smiling. And I hate that. It's such a lie, mm-hmm. you know, because then that just breeds like a lot of like shitty feelings in other people who are like, oh, I'm not as pretty or like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. and to me, it's like, I just wear your scars and be proud of your scars. And, yeah. and um, that's kind of what the third part is about. It's like, 
taking everything that you've been through and owning it and like cleaning up your own shit, be responsible for your own mess and be responsible for your own journey and just walk off on your own. You know, mm-hmm. you don't need to lean on anyone or like have anyone else's. And yeah. that is coming out when? Part three? Uh, when I finish it. Uh. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but just hearing that, to me, it's so clear you need to enter politics because <laughs> think about parliament. You know, you play your first part when parliament starts, like people are fucking angry. Then when part two starts, people realize they have to talk. And then when part three starts, hey, it's like the like end of parliament. Yeah, let's no, go. let's actually get go to the that's town council and fix things. Yeah, yeah. that's your yeah, campaign. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. You're my campaign it's manager. Who's going to be my bodyguard, Terrence? <laughs> I really don't want death threats, man. Yeah. No, but I mean, I, I like whenever I see your profile and the way you think about your entire creative work, I wow, I fucking salute because it oh, feels very... Very like the theme is very clear. Oh mm. really? I yeah, think yeah. I thanks because I've been struggling with. I feel like it's not clear at all. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> it, it's it's definitely clear, and I and yeah, it's almost like yeah, it's very clear. Okay, this part is about this, this theme, mm. everything, the color and stuff. So so yeah, kudos to you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. so people can find that on Spotify, Spotify. and YouTube. And YouTube. Mm. Okay, cool. cool. Any any final things? Uh, no man okay cool so it's it very interesting to, yeah, to hear the so much for thank coming you. I think yeah. we learned yeah. a lot we learned a lot today uh, as as almost boomers like, yeah right? boomers yeah like, <laughs> now we are a bit less of a boomer it's not just about not being less able to use boomer. use apps and all that it's about literally how to you know how people look at a problem and figure out how to like, yeah. get around it and things and like that and I think it's so important because mm. the more generational div- we're just going to continue to have generational generational divides and yeah, so thanks for coming and thanks like for being me. open to chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. And I in really future, enjoyed it. Yeah, in future, if there's stuff, we would love to have you again. See, see, as and when things come up. For sure. Yeah. 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 Let, yeah. let us know when Narelle twenty twenty five happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, be our, it'll be the first, your first pop. Correct. Call. Yeah, man. I will put, use only my dogs. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Then Terence confirm vote for you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Then we will have a whole cat versus dog debate. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hope you're slinging. you're not wearing all white, lah. You know, Ooh. maybe maybe Narelle King. Reframe, lah. Reframe. Reframe. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we have white, but then we throw paint on it. Then be like. Exactly. Exactly. That's the thick heart music video, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit it's, I tell you no, Born politician Because yeah. of Tick Everything is coming together already You predicted <laughs> yeah. it long ago already. Yeah Exactly wow. It was subconscious You know you start off yeah. And then you get All the, the, the paint of society Yeah, yeah, yeah But cool Thank you so much Thank for coming you. Thank you uh, We will post this on our subreddit As always And we can just watch the comments come in okay. yeah. Great I cool. am so excited for that Yeah okay. So Yeah the subreddit Please let us know What you guys Think about uh yeah what what we discussed today yeah uh, just Google Yalabat subreddit yeah a lot of learning points and and uh, yeah I can't wait to hear what people have Please to say be yeah. nice <laughs> yeah. it will be nice it'll be nice, be nice. Right. yeah cool. okay thank you so much thank and you. thank you for listening adios adios Bye.